0: Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Grimet. This week's guest is Greg McBride. He's an author and screenwriter. And we talked about a couple of books he's written, a couple of movies he's written, and his upcoming TV show that he's developing. So it was great. And I really enjoyed it. And I hope you will too. Okay, let's talk about Walter Clausen and WalterClausen.com because they had a good idea, which was to do a promo code for the podcast. That promo code is WALKING, and what it gets you is $25 off of an iBaird. And I think um, the iBaird is the perfect thing to do on, because I really love mine. I have it on my best at all times. And um, yeah, I just it's a great product. It's well-made, it works perfectly, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Um, So I do recommend them to to everyone, especially tall operators. Um, And now they have a two-inch version so, if you don't need quite as much drop-down, um, you know, it's half, the normal is four. And for, uh, for goofy-footed operators, the left side one does not interfere with your ProVest buckle. So um, And I think that was a Mike O'Shea thing. I think he, uh, he asked them to do it, and so they went, yeah, sure, we'll make you one. <laughs> and I guess it was uh, so well-received that they just started making them for everybody. So that's it. Uh, thank you to Walter Clawson for that. And hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody can save a couple of bucks. And speaking of a couple of bucks, if you'd like to support my Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com walkingbackwards walking And you will get bonus content uh, called Best Day, Worst Day. You'll get it for Greg and you'll get it for all the previous ones I've done. And uh, it's just, it really is just a couple of bucks and uh, it helps me pay for the podcast and it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy every time I get a new patron. You can also check me out on Instagram at the number one giant robot and you can find me on Facebook. Okay, that's enough of that. Let's listen to Greg McBride. Enjoy. I am here with Greg McBride, Greg with two G's. Mm Mm-hmm
1: three technically
0: what oh three that's true two <laughs> in the end what Dirt? how dare you sir <laughs> i forgot about that and as you stated before we started recording this is um all about your modeling career
1: right i'm here to speak about modeling in the dark <laughs> is where i do my my best work
0: <laughs> hang on you let me adjust your mic i just realized it's like tilting down here. all right there you go okay now you or into Because I'm tall like a model. You see how directional they are. If you go over here, you just lose everything all really right. quick.
1: Uh, if I say something, see, the key to the universe is, <laughs> all right, next question. Yeah. Greg, what's the meaning of life? The meaning of life is... Oh, man, that was so yeah. enlightening. but don't tell. Only the, only the listening audience knows.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you've done a little bit of modeling, actually, for
1: real. So Haven't you not? I guess, yeah. I, mean, I remember been, a couple of years ago you posted oh, something yeah. about. That's true. I have. I've done a couple things, um, but I guess most recently I did. I was part of the ArcLight movie theater campaign. That that's was what it was. Mm. I remember
0: that. Yeah. That was cool. What what exactly was it for?
1: It was a thing where they th- their way into it was finding out like why you like the arc light and what your favorite movie was and that whole thing. And then all of a sudden they were like, we'd like to photograph you. And you know I was convinced I was going to be kidnapped or hoping one of the two. And uh, but it was a photo shoot. And uh, you know I wasn't sure what would happen with it. And then all of a sudden it like blew up and it was everywhere. And the best part is if you were at the arc light because for people that have been there, there's a giant wall of a screen. And so every now and then they they not running the campaign anymore but i would be there with friends and then all of a sudden there i would be on the big giant screen and be like oh (laughs) i'm a model and i would say it in a british accent because that's even cooler i'm a model see yeah it's very good (laughs) that's that's pretty cool short-lived short-lived you know uh, you
0: have your striking good looks and your blonde hair you, you know
1: well you know uh way back in the day i was a creative director so i worked with a lot of models and uh right lucky for you who has been to some of my parties and met some of my model friends, but um You yeah. still
0: haven't set me up with one.
1: I actually do want to set you up with one, not not even kidding. Oh, we'll discuss okay. after the podcast. Oh, wonderful. And in a future episode, <laughs> she will be a guest. But no, actually a girlfriend of mine who is a model was in town last week and she's like, I need you to set me up. And um, I'm really? like, who do that's I hilarious. know that's tall and straight? <laughs> And Brad The list is short One R Brad We call and, him And, and Not single. one arm One R One R Brad Yeah, yeah Brad's Brad's usually single <laughs> After God. four or five weeks You break a heart You move How on dare you Am I supposed to be No don't share Go over here He's, yeah.
0: Don't give him all my secrets No 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 <laughs> No you have You have really good parties Yeah and I, I, I like all your friends You I think You're very careful As I think Maybe we all do with age If we're if we're somewhat
1: intelligent this podcast is over (laughs) (laughs) i told you no questions about age
0: yes what no friends no you you curate you have curated your friends very carefully so you don't i don't think i think like me you don't suffer fools gladly
1: and i used to i used to do a lot of it but i think i think you and i actually met at a time that we both were deciding We were Uh, suffering fools. We must. We maybe need to do a little editing on our cast list. Uh, And you know, I think that's one of the great things about LA. There's lots of great people here, and I sort of joke that when I find them, I'm going to hang on to them. Right. Um, It's you know. So you know, I think one thing that can be difficult in in any aspect of show business is finding people that are really authentic. Yeah. And to me, that is just the best quality in a person. And I know for me as a a writer, that's, that's what makes my writing pop the most, you know, but certainly socializing with people, you want people to be authentic and not perfect, but authentic, just own who they are. Yeah. And so I think when I meet people like that, I do try and, uh, get them into a 10 to 20 year contract bring them in and you know if they're single i'm like let me get my 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 cousin brad over you're like
0: you're like scientology you have them sign a billion year
1: contract (laughs) we should probably let people know that in a weird way we have decided we're related having having ejected several members of our family brad and i had to be like want to be cousins okay (laughs) two
0: two members of our family how we met was two members of our family were dating yeah and still are aren't really I'm not in touch. As far as I'm aware, yes. Yeah. Um And
1: and the funny thing is, is either. like normally in a situation like that, like when I found out that you were going to be at one of the dinners, I was like, oh god, this is going to be awful. Like I have to meet the, her kid, and uh, not to, not to narrow down who it was, but um, nobody will be able to. No, figure that they out. won't be able to. Um, you know that was like the worst thing ever. And then when we met, I was like, oh. I feel I will keep him and eject the other one. Well,
0: as I was saying earlier when we were chatting off mic, you know, you have to give people, even if it's an accident, you give people credit for doing something good. And I give them credit for introducing us because there's almost no way we would have met. We actually lived in the same neighborhood at the yeah. time, but we probably never would have met without without them bringing us together. And because of that, now I have you and Jason as friends and... And um, and I'm happy for that. I yeah, no,
1: it. it is. It's great. And uh, you know, I I having been a child, that way we can
0: text each other like ten times a year that we should have martinis next that's week. Right. and We, never we really do need it. to get
1: to, we really need to get together. Well, that's because you're always off shooting things. Um. It, and you're whenever, always when, in writing things. We're 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 like a we're like a star star crossed couple in a <laughs> you know Rob Reiner movie because when you're available, I'm working. Right. And when I'm working or when I'm not working, you're working. That's how that works. So I'm Harry, you're Sally. That's right. <laughs> well I want to be Harry. Really? Well, no, not really, because the waxing and the shaving. Yeah, no, I'll be Sally. Harry, get it? <laughs> Why I'm often unemployed. <laughs> anyway, yes. You know what though? Uh, Back to your point. Um having having been a child raised in severe severe abuse um as chronicled in my book Weightless, uh we'll talk about that in a minute all right one of the things that i did though to be okay with it is i do have specific memories of my monstrous parents i mean they truly were and are uh but i have happy memories of them and i keep that alive and that's When my thoughts go to that, that that is what I want to think of, because otherwise you get into this victim mentality and it affects everything. Right. It affects relationships. It affects the people you're attracting into your life. It certainly affects your craft, whatever that is, whatever you do for a living, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, taking a little bit of positive out of it is good. And you know you and me being friends and close and can go a year without actually seeing each other despite the 10 texts um that's magic right that, that's that's yeah. a great beautiful thing yeah yeah because when i hang out with you guys i know what i'm getting
0: you know and i know what i'm getting from your group and i like what i'm getting
1: which okay, is okay yeah. which is why <laughs> and you'll be home and in bed by 11 because we are boring well, wow. I won't be home in bed by 11. Well no, you'll be that's like your you, first
0: stop. I'll leave you at 10:15 like, check.
1: Next <laughs> next stop here I come. Now I the real fun of, begins.
0: I am perennial the la- per- I think the last person at your party all the time.
1: Right, but that's not a bad thing.
0: I guess not, but I you know uh, um I said somebody recently I was at another thing with some other people and um I, I said did we overstay our welcome because <laughs> me and someone else stayed and we're like chatting away and um They were like, no, 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 no. We were fine. I'm like, okay. But (laughs) I I never want to overstay my welcome. I like talking to people, as evidenced by this podcast, and... Sometimes go, at a party, that's
1: when the best talking happens, though, right? Especially if people are hosting, they can't really, you know, zero in on something while mm-hmm. they're, you know, pulling something out of the oven or, f- you know, getting more olives. But at the end of the night, you know, when it's just a speckling of people, that's when some real visiting can happen. So right. see, that's what you're doing. Your authentic connection. Authentic. Full okay. circle. That's the word of the day, folks. Authentic. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Um, you so you talked about your book, so we may as I well mentioned just it. we may as well you we mentioned you book, so we may as well talk about it. Sure. Well, let's let's mention that you have. You're, are you writing a third one, or have you? Because uh, you have two that have been
1: out for. a while. I have two books that have been out for a while. Um, both have been uh, have done very well, which I'm happy about. Uh, I'm dabbling with the idea of a third book, but i Am happily very busy with other projects So, right. you know, books are a weird thing As our culture continues to change um, You know, it's, it's a lot of work And then to somehow find a platform for it Is also a lot of work And mm-hmm. So I don't want to spend time Doing something that would not find an audience And I don't mean that from an economic um, standpoint I mean that if, if I take the time to write a book I want to express something that would help people you know, right. um, and probably the subject would be dating. Believe it or not, for the next book. Um, but, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I get a lot of questions. I get a lot of. I've made all the mistakes. That's the best part. You know, is that there right. be all these this crazy stuff in there? But you know, it's it's any. I think any nonfiction or well, not not any nonfiction, but any self help book um, is about self esteem, and so it really is just about. You know, being your whole and best self, and that's certainly the journey that I've been on. And
0: you don't you don't consider both your books self help books, do you?
1: Yeah, well, the first one, just stop eating so much, is kind of an out and out diet book. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was thinking that is a self help book, a healthy eating book, you know. And then weightless, certainly. I mean, weightless is a memoir, and yeah. I definitely wrote it so even somebody that didn't want to lose weight could could read it and enjoy it. And there's lots of humor in there and all that stuff. But ultimately, I think if somebody's looking for something to help themselves, to they to. can. You know, I I'm always quick to point out that the title "weightless" uh, does not have to do with physical weight, um, but it has to do with the mental weight, which is what I had to right. lose before I lost the physical weight. For um, the people listening, when I graduated from college, I weighed 450 pounds over 450 pounds and had struggled with weight since first grade and struggled with weight quite a bit after college too and so that's the the book is about that journey really from birth to uh, that point where I decided you know what I got to get rid of this somehow and then getting back down to 175 pounds and modeling
0: once <laughs> you and you, you lost almost 300 pounds right? yeah it's yeah. it's and and not only did you lose that weight, you've stayed that way. Right. For I've kept
1: it off for almost years? two decades. Yeah. Right. It's been a long time. And it's that's a... that's really the success, you know. And unfortunately, uh in the diet industry in this company or this country, excuse me, is all about commercial. It's all about, you know, getting the dollars and so they all preach this very, uh, what I call it, the light switch method, that right. you just figure this out, and then you never have to think about it again. And, you know, I have to think about not being 450 pounds every day of my life. I still love food. Right. Uh, people that follow me on Instagram will see, you know, the occasional, you know, fried yeah, you calamari of or all that stuff. And, sure. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I also work out, and, you know, when I'm not posting stuff, I'm, you know, eating salads or eating Yeah, healthy. I know. You're up at,
0: like, 5 in the morning to go work out. Yeah. And, right before that, yeah. When, and, I mean, you You are like for me. You're like kind of the opposite of me. (laughs) You're like the ultimate like self starter. You know, you you have this very regimented um, schedule. Yeah, probably too
1: regimented. Okay, but but, yeah,
0: but I mean, I'm so. I mean, some of the things I do are regimented, but like, you know, I'm not a great self starter. Um, I was telling Eleanor, who was on, I think last week, um, I'm kind of lazy. You know, I will work really hard when I'm working. Like today, preparing for you, I, I, you know, I cleaned up a little bit and this and that, and I got it all done really fast. But like, if you weren't coming over, like, it needed cleaned, yeah. but I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I better schedule a podcast. My apartment needs cleaning. Right, right. It's I'm I'm a I'm a procrastinator, and I don't like being that. At least I know about it. I know that about myself. Um, I'm trying to change it, <laughs> but this podcast has helped me with that. As a matter of fact, you know, that's great um, because I've set up. I don't have super hard goals, but like I've set up something I want to do and I want it to be good. And, you know, and I think in your life you've done that for yourself and stuck to it. You know, you didn't go on a diet. You went on a lifestyle.
1: Yeah. I mean, it right? was. Uh, yeah. I mean, there, there was I mean, the beginning was dieting. Yeah. Sure. There was a diet aspect to it just because yeah. I could not be trusted. But, but you
0: were a severe binge eater. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And, and And this is why I told you, and I still haven't. Read past that part. I I, I've never read all of Weightless because the beginning is so tough. You're home alone and you're talking about what you're what you're eating. Like you go to the store and you buy. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I always
1: I always knew that writing was in my future, and I guess in my present. And so I was always keeping journals and you know, I was writing novels and scripts, I thought, back then too, but I would keep journals of what I ate and it was right. it really proved to be an asset when working on the book because I could absolutely chronicle what I was eating and also what I thought how I thought I was dieting too, because I wasn't going about it the right way, you know. Um it's a very individual journey. And did you did you have like a an eating disorder? I mean, I mean, clearly, cause you know, well, right, I had a 60 inch I mean, waist, but, um, but what,
0: but what, I mean, was it, Was it bulimia? or No, no,
1: it was never, it was never diagnosed. Okay. And I don't know that it would have been helped to be. I, you know, would see a doctor on occasion and I chronicled this in the book and, you know, at one point they wanted to treat me with antidepressants and stuff like that. But for me, um, it really, you know, as I think anything does, no matter if if you have a, a, you know, an illness or not, I mean, it comes down to a really sort of quiet decision and that you want your life to be different you know that's like people are like well i have a thyroid problem well you could still lose weight even with a thyroid problem right um
0: yeah the, the change you can't no you can't change someone people have to change themselves and when you have especially when you have big problems you you're the only one that can do it yeah you know yeah um and it's it's not easy change is hard
1: Change is hard. And you know, a big thing that, a big mantra of mine right now, like when I'm in LA traffic, is acceptance. Acceptance. Oh, can acceptance. you teach me? I will. I don't think, mantra, I think we would both uh, discourage each other and get into some good road rage quickly, but... Uh, my mantra is, fuck you! Yes, although the one thing that stops me from doing that is knowing that even that old lady could have a gun in her glove box. So I. that's, the, that's my one... Less so here than where we're from. Yeah. We're both yeah. from Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so... So part of me would say to somebody that's heavy, like maybe for a minute, even before you change your life, stop talking about it and right. just be in acceptance. Okay, I wear this dress size or I wear this, this waist size of pants and I'm eating this and just, you know, kind of just get in touch with it and, and just be accepting of it, just acceptance. And sometimes that alone can be enough of a shift to allow other things in. We're looking for these quick fixes and they really Uh don't exist, you know? My being a healthy weight right now um, has been almost two decades in in the making because it still is every single day, you know? And... I, it's just I,
0: something about yourself that you have to be aware of. I do, all and I don't time. enjoy right.
1: it. It's a drag. There's right. times that I think, oh, I really, I, I don't know if I, I can go to this restaurant, right or I, yeah, absolutely, right. I do want to do some. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's so it's, you know, it's, it's an individual journey. But writing the book, I felt was very important because I did have such a. First of all, I had a very crazy story with my parents and all that stuff. But second of all, that's the
0: part that was hard for me. It is and the, it's the, tough, the self it's abuse tough. that you were enduring, and that. Well, and then, sure, I
1: was like it was like it, it was like they were handing me the football. I mean, my parents were both monstrous, but you know there were there was then. There's some
0: mental health sh- issues among other things. Yeah, and, yeah. And they were very rough on you, and you had it tough, and then as many do. Right, and on top of that. You made it tougher for yourself by trying to cope in the wrong way, essentially. I did. Is that sure. correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. By 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 eating.
1: Right. Well, and I I kept gaining weight. Even you know, I left home at 18 to go to school and never returned to live at home again. I still had some interaction with my parents, but you know, along about uh, at at a certain age, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I'm I'm still heavy. I'm not living at home. I'm I'm repeating all of these behaviors right. that I've learned from my parents. Who's gonna stop this? Me. Right, because they get...
0: trained you to abuse yourself. Sure, so of course. Well. It's what I knew. Right. It was familiar. Yeah.
1: And so I had to again had to lose that mental weight. Uh-huh. And that really became for me what it was about. Yes, I learned about nutrition. Yes, I I realized I had to start working out and getting enough sleep and drinking enough water and all those components were part of it. Right. But the mental shift is where it really i think took hold and where you know i've been able to be a success and anybody can be that but it but it does start with acceptance and uh and just kind of loving yourself as you are right now i mean as as right. nutty crunchy as that sounds do you would you want to help your best friend yes would you want to help your worst enemy no but we all talk to ourselves God, often, i've never like heard it that way before enemy.
0: that's that makes so much yeah. sense. yeah
1: and it's you know we're all just constantly berating ourselves and think about that like like that voice in your head that's telling you that, you know, you look like crap in this outfit or that your waist is too big or that you're you know, you don't have as good hair of hair as somebody else or whatever it is. And so no wonder we're reaching for things, whether it's food or booze or drugs or you know, alcohol, whatever it is, it's, it's you know, if, if if we're hating on ourselves, we can't initiate any positive change. And if we do, it's not going to be lasting change. And you see that a lot. You see people losing weight, gaining it back. And yeah. you mostly see that in people that have even had surgery because they're they're not doing it the right way. Because they went know?
0: for the quick fix. They didn't well, change their lifestyle. Well, I'm always
1: saying the answer to weight loss isn't in your stomach, it's in your head. Right. You know, and, and the medical industry, because of those great perks from charging for surgery wants to you know right and wait- your Watch- weight watchers and-
0: doesn't want you to lose weight and keep it off. i mean not them specifically but yeah. like they don't want you to lose weight the diet industry doesn't want you to lose weight and keep it off because you'll never come back that's they right won't repeat I always, customers
1: i always say weight watchers has a rejoin fee for a reason although that being said of all the kind of mass diet programs out there the one thing i do like about weight watchers and this is not an endorsement. Um, is that you can have any kind of food on there. And I feel like cutting yourself off creates a forbidden fruit, which then will also potentially lead to failure you know my whole thing was you know when I was in college I always did like the last supper syndrome where okay this is the last night I'm ever going to have ice cream so I better have literally two gallons and I would eat until I was in such pain but I was sure I was never going to have ice cream again right and in a, in a program like Weight Watchers you can use that to learn okay I'm going to have a cup of ice cream
0: right that's it just one one cup. scoop or whatever but right.
1: I can have ice cream again a right. little later, you right. know, and I, I've always been fascinated by thin people that will eat a cookie and then put half of it down. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. You know, is this Armageddon? What's happening? Um, can I eat your cookie? Uh, you know, but but they, they their their little crazy trick is they know they're going to get another cookie later if they're hungry.
0: Right. You know, so there's something I want to come back to in a second about about uh, being your own worst enemy. But but first, since we're talking about diet stuff, um, uh, what do you think about these? And we don't have to go into a huge thing if you don't want to, but like about things like the keto diet. I know a lot of people are on that. I'm personally not on a diet. I just kind of, I'm not, I'm, you and I are luckily for me different in that way. I'm, I'll forget to eat. I mean, I'll get really hungry and I'll just do other stuff and then I'll, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. um, I don't keep that much food in my house, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> but but anyway, there's a lot of people that like, really swear by this keto diet, and then people have talked, even uh, one of my guests, Angelique, uh, Angelique um, was talking about um, uh, intermittent fasting i don't know if you know about this stuff i do you're much more of an i don't know if you consider yourself an expert but you're way more of an expert than most people i i know i'm
1: an expert in the way that i've pretty much tried everything no matter what it's called you know the 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 keto diet back in the day was the atkins diet right 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 um to me there are no no gimmicks and no quick fixes and you know there's like a lot of.
0: but most people in the keto thing they're they're not doing it for they're they're changing their life like that forever no
1: Well, you know, like I was changing my life forever by giving up ice cream. It's not realistic. Oh, okay. In my opinion. In my opinion. um, I'm not a medical doctor, although I do play one on TV. Uh, (laughs) To me, any kind of gimmick is a gimmick. And so if you are making a conscious choice not to eat beef, let's say, then then don't eat beef. But, you know, eat other things. You know, the the problem with, with some of these extreme diets is they cut out things that taste good things that are really good for you you know my whole thing now is i go to the farmer's market i spend most of my uh food shopping budget there and uh i see what's fresh and so i'm sort of letting mother dick mother nature dictate what you know i'm gonna what be gonna eating eat, right. for the next week um and you know i had a period of my life for about two years where i was vegan and then, at a certain point, I realized that I needed a little animal protein just for my workout and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's me that's my personal journey but there there's not any anything that is that is kind of this mass uh sold concept is about making money and you you go look at all the books and you know and do a little research and see what was a fad five years ago right you know it's like at a certain point. People were, you know, everyone was allergic to gluten. No, you're not. You don't have celiac disease. You know,
0: you—that's you still a huge thing. La- gluten-free everything, well, it's, and it's ridiculous. So and listen, yeah.
1: there's sometimes that I like gluten. I'll choose a gluten-free bread because I know it's well-made and it's made with organic products and all that stuff. Right, so, right, right, right. so that's fine. But you know, to, to walk around and like, oh, I can't have gluten. You know, yeah. it, it, people with celiac disease—it's it, a very serious thing. You know, yeah. Um, but you know, so you can sort of pick and choose. But again, if you set up these 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 perimeters you're eventually going to fail. And that's why mm. most people gain their weight back. You right. know, they, they, gain it, they gain it back, they might lose it initially. And so you have to find ways that you can, can live with it. And that, that includes having some of your favorite foods, whatever those are, and it needs to include water and it needs to include uh, getting enough rest and it needs to include movement right there's no shortcuts there's there's no quick fix no surgery no pills no fad diets that's that's the 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 basis of just stop eating so much yeah it's because that's how i because that's how i lost the weight and right so it's so
0: simple yeah but it's it's just hard work it's simplicity with hard work right it's just admitting to yourself if i want to do this this is what i have to do yeah and I have to do it every day for the rest of my life, and this is how I, I I want to live this way, so I have to live this way, right?
1: Right. It's like that old dating book. He's just not that into you, you know. And people would be like, "Oh, you know, he hasn't called," and but I know that he really likes oh, right. me, and da 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 da. <laughs> no, he's not that into you. He's not, the, you know. It's like no guy is saying, "Hmm," whether he's interested in it's men kind or women. Of, it's Occam's or, razor, right? right? Yes, it's it's the same uh. exact thing. And so, if you want to lose weight, eat less. Eat healthier. The benefit Burn more of eating, calories. yeah, the, right. and the benefit of eating healthier is it's going to change your life across the board. Your breath is going to be uh, be better. You're going to sleep better. You're going to feel, feel better. better. Right. Your skin's going to glow. It's you know, and so once you get a taste of it, it can almost be like a drug itself. But it takes a couple weeks, you know, where our as enlightened air quotes as we think we are about nutrition there's still so many chemicals in food and and processed food and we don't even know what some food tastes like you know we live in los angeles so it's a little bit easier for us to have access to really pure Yeah, we get great food because most of
0: it's made here yeah so grown here
1: yeah so that that's a that's a bonus but you know you do have to change your taste buds um You know, it's it's like uh, a big joke at my house is we'll see, you know, just constant medical commercials on for medication now and all because everybody's, you know, on a billion, billion different drugs because they're not doing well. And my big joke is at the end of these commercials, I'll say or eat an apple. You know, and it's, right. it's, it, but sometimes it really is. Right when is they that go simple. through the
0: may right. cause suicide, right? Death, yeah. uh, mutilation, loss yeah. of arm, uh, uh, leg fungus, right. Uh, blah, 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 but blah. But your blah.
1: shoulder will be clear enough but, for a bathing suit, right?
0: Okay, right. That <laughs> yeah. headache will go away, yeah. But, um, yeah, and then, and then, uh, you know, may cause all this stuff, or you could eat an apple,
1: right? Right. That, <laughs> right. But that, but that, that it really is true, yeah. You know, we, yeah. we are what we eat,
0: and. We, you know that reminds me. Like we okay, so we were talking about Bill Maher a little while. We both kind of like Bill Maher, mm-hmm. but um, he's on like a nuts only diet. Like that's his everyday. Have you heard about this? No, I did not know that. Oh, okay. Well, I was just gonna. Again, I don't diet, so I don't know that much. I just I've heard him talk about it. He eats like. Nuts all the time. That's all he eats, or something. It's maybe I could be wrong about this, but it anyway. could be nuts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's comedy gold, folks. Comedy gold. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, it's a very individual journey, but it really, it really does start with just accepting where you are, loving where you are, and then just kind of going from there. Does lettuce sound good to me tonight? I mean, right. a lot of make this sounds salad. like.
0: Starting with a positive
1: attitude yeah. and looking
0: finding something good about yourself it, and and, that's, and then accepting this, the things that that's right aren't this is perfect. why
1: this is why I would work on a dating book next, and obviously there'd be a lot of humor, I say, obviously because everyone's laughing at all this. but um, <laughs> uh, but no, it really you He's know it, it, and it does it does sound nutty crunchy, but you know, even as a writer in Hollywood, when I go into a meeting, people have already decided I can write. That's how I got the meeting. They're deciding if they want to work with me. Right. And so what kind of vibe am I putting off? And you can't fake that, you know, if right. you and I'll be the first to be like, oh, my God, I, you know, this that I can, you know, I can t- I can talk and relate and all that stuff. But you've got to come from a place of just self-acceptance and self-love. And listen, much like dieting, that takes daily work. I like in the I like in a positive attitude to being on a log and having to balance on a log. And if you fall off the log, you're in the mud. The mud of sadness, um, but so so it does take consciousness. <laughs> that is just Maddie crunch. <laughs> it is the mud of sadness, but we've all been there. But 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 it's worth it. It's worth it. I mean, I'm I'm not on one bit of medication I I never even take aspirin and you know when I go in to see a doctor and they're like what medications are you on they think I'm lying right because you know I stopped
0: taking ibuprofen years ago yeah because I figured it's better that I
1: feel where the pain is that way I know I can work on it (laughs) quick weird story I recently they found that I had a little um, irregularity with my heart and they weren't exactly sure what it was and so they were running all these tests and they're like you know you could drop dead at any minute and I'm like all right but they wanted to, they wanted to put me on heart medication right away. Mm-hmm. And it was medication that even though it was a air quotes light dose, I would be on it the rest of my life. There's no weaning yourself off of it. Oh. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Let's continue to monitor it. Let's do more tests. Now, again, this is my journey. Yeah. Um. But w- one of the reasons I did that was because I n- know that I work out every single day. And have never experienced any kind of side effect of a bad heart. Right. And so, over a year and a half of testing, it has remained the same. It hasn't gotten worse. We wonder now if maybe um, the reason that that there's some of the irregularity is from when I was 450 pounds, and maybe that's kind of you a did hangover a bit of, of damage that. To yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, but now my doctors are in agreement. No, no medication. Let's keep. You know. So it's right. so so living this life. And getting into a positive relationship and feeling good about well, yourself. Well, you were your
0: own advocate. Yeah. Which you're good at being but it's, already. But it's
1: worth it. But it's worth it, though. That's what I'm saying. Right. All, it's, is it a lot of work? Yes. Yes, it is a lot of work. Right.
0: But once you're in the swing of things, it's yeah. much easier, I'm sure. I'm sure getting started on it was a lot harder yeah, than no, it listen, is Yeah, no, listen, it's not
1: easy. I have to remind myself, and that's one of the reasons that I put weightless out there. I wanted people to have something that they could... Um, to. Look to uh, right. for a little inspiration, no matter what they're facing, because you know yeah. it's a hard it's a hard life. Yeah. Are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Fuck yeah, it's a hard fucking life. <gasps>
0: I'm cursed. Um Yeah, when, and that's why it was. That's why I haven't finished the book because it's so hard to read. And knowing <laughs> this you personally, is so boring. No, it was. Um, I remember getting it right when it came out. It was 2014, like the end yeah, of 2014. That's right. Because I went to Hong Kong. For New Year's, for Christmas and New Year's, and I took your book on the plane with me, and I read as much as I was going to <laughs> while I was on that flight. You stopped
1: at the really tough part. You got to get like okay. because the first. I'll
0: I'll give it another shot. It's in that stack of that right. in my stack of let's books. Let's read. There.
1: Let's read from it now. No, the first fourth. <laughs> the first fourth of the book is pretty brutal, and I'll admit that even I see some of the things that my parents did, and I'm like wow fuck right but now that i know we can curse um (laughs) that's not wow darn um but then there's like some crazy adventures too like when i weighed 400 pounds and i was working in the fashion world in new york city is fucking hilarious you know so i i included all that stuff by the way of me making an idiot of myself always that was (laughs) that was always the wah wah at the end of the story um and then you know, starting diets and failing at diets right. and trying to find myself as a person and figuring out what was going on. And then even having to realize that I was the one that was holding myself back. I couldn't blame my mom anymore. I couldn't blame my dad anymore. Right. I couldn't blame, you know, that as a kid, yes, I suffered some abuse that, sh- that probably should not have happened, but it did. And so where was I going to go from here? Right. And so that's ultimately... So it gets it gets happier after the first fourth. All right. Well, and and
0: look, I'm not saying that to tell people not to read it. The only reason I, because I, it's very well written. The reason I say that is because I know you personally, and it was just it like made me cry because I know you. Do you know what I mean? If it's it's someone who doesn't know you, won't be affected the way I was. It's sad and stuff, but you will get through it a lot
1: easier than I did. (laughs) Just because, like... Well, I I feel your audience knows me now, so it might be sad for them, That's true,
0: but, you know, it's different reading about your friend than reading about...
1: I mean, listen, it is fucked up. Like, even my mom, like, and this is toward the end of the book, when she finally died, um... Uh in her obituary it says that I was adopted from Iran like on her deathbed she went down denying my my, that I was her son and so and if if you google a picture of greg mcbride you will see i do not look iranian um and so it's funny to me that she chose that country like i'm going to choose the most the wildest country ever um uh, maybe something a little more dramatic well people like people
0: been. you know your mother was a pathological liar would yeah, you say? right yeah.
1: so yeah, well looking back now she was clearly super mentally ill in fact right. uh not to not to circle back too much but you know, I feel like some of her relatives should have known we should not be leaving the children with her. Right. You know, and, right.
0: uh, yeah, I think so. You're
1: right. You know, um, but, but
0: what I was going to say is people with, you know, big liars like that, they make giant, like, There's that whole old thing, like you you lie about something small people have figured out. You lie about something big. They don't figure you'll be lying about it. Are we talking about politics? No, we're Um, not talking about politics, but a lot of politicians are liars.
1: No, listen. My mom had her husband, uh, her second husband, convinced she was a French princess in exile. I shit you not. So where do I get my crazy ideas for screenwriting? From my mother.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you have to use... I mean you make a joke about it, but you use what you have,
1: oh of course yes right? and and also too, the other thing about you know weightless and I've never been a closed book um is that when we bring this stuff out into the light, it makes it okay, even if people haven't. Um, gone through exactly what I've gone through. Everybody has stories like this. Everybody has stuff that's really hard. Even people that maybe, you know, don't necessarily have never had a weight problem. There's still self-esteem shit that we all deal with. And so, you know, we're the human race and, and uh, you know, not to get political right now, but I, I feel like like as a people we have gotten away from that like we're all flesh and bone we're all just trying to find the best right best best there is out there right and so the more relatable we can be with each other i think the better and i think that and starts, accept our differences that's a that's right bit, and, and that and, starts right. that starts with um with just you know you don't have to air all your dirty laundry like i did but um you know to to get that stuff out there i think can can really change some lives and you know it's 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 really cool when you're able to do that I think and well, you know I, yeah. I was
0: gonna say you know a long time ago my my um, my director friend told me I said something about a film that we had seen together and I said god it's so specific she said yeah but by being so specific it everyone gets it because okay it's about this one thing like yours is about your weight loss and all that and and, and abuse and stuff but Everyone can relate to some part of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody can take... But if you just generalize about everything, then nobody can relate to it because it's also general. Yes. Yes. That's my point. By being specific, you're being... Broader, almost. That's the wrong word, but you know what? I, you're more of it. More audience can really understand where you're coming sure. from. Sure, and, and going back and connect to connect to it.
1: Yeah, and going back to our word of the day. What is it, everyone out there? It is authentic. <laughs> when I wrote weightless, I actually kept the word authentic on a post it on my computer because I knew that seems like something you would do. <laughs> well, I knew that if I was going to call my parents out on everything that they did, that I had to own what I did too. Okay, and you know, I stepped in it several times and still do daily and. You know, that's okay. We're all, you know, we're all works in progress. We're all figuring stuff out. And right. the world continues to evolve around us. Um, yeah. Um And so it, it just be easy with it. Be easy with it. And right. keep a sense of humor. That, yeah. that might be even a little more important than self-esteem. Or a yeah. tie. We'll say it's a tie. <laughs> be able to laugh at yourself and others.
0: Yeah, well laughter is good medicine too, you know, I mean, and it's kind of a workout, right? Yeah, that's
1: right. If you do it right, you do a little ab work. Right. (laughs) If it's a hearty enough laugh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. Wait, the thing I wanted to get back to. Oh yes. So you said ease up on yourself. Mm. And that reminded me that many, including some of the biggest and best Steadicam operators I've had on here have said, and their work is incredible and they say i'm my own worst enemy or i'm i'm sorry not my worst enemy my own worst critic and i'm wondering if well if you think that's different than what you were saying excuse me got the burp um <laughs> i'm wondering if you think that's healthy i mean in the way i look at it is they're they're looking at their work and saying okay that can improve a little that can improve a little things that other people aren't noticing i look at that as a positive i think i'm you know, my own worst critic as far as work goes too, um, but is that a healthy
1: thing? Sure. I mean, I think it can be. I mean, I, th- I think if I think yes, it, as long as there's balance and moderation with it. Right. And isn't that the truth for, for everything? Right. You know, when I'm working on a script, um, if I pick it up to look through it, you can bet I will be changing things just every time I look at it, you know, little tweaks here, little things there. Um, you know, I'm not talking about a first draft. I'm talking about something that's pretty far along, but you know, yeah. it's, I'm always going to evolve it. And then, you know, maybe if I see something that's been produced, I'm like, ah, eh, that could have been a little different. You know, again, it's, you don't want to get into a place where you make yourself feel so bad that you then have this weight of that the next time you're creating or filming or whatever it is you're doing. Um, But, you 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 know, you want to be open to continuing to get better and better at your craft, whatever that is, even if it's, you know, making a coffee drink. Right. I am addicted to coffee. But, yeah, no, I mean, sure. there's. I walk into some coffee places, and I see a certain barista, and I'm like, yay, because that guy is an artist or gal. You know right. what I mean? So, you know, you always want to be the best at what you do, but that's always going to change. It's always going to evolve. So I think some healthy criticism is good. Certainly that helped me to lose weight. Um, It's helped me to achieve some of my goals. Uh, But, you know, you also, though, do want to be easy with yourself, too. Okay, I could have done that shot a little differently. But there it is. Look, that's my, you know, I was, you know doing photography on that film or tv show or whatever it is i wrote that or i you know i made that coffee drink whatever it is right it's, you know it's, and it's, i did that a good balance. job even if it's not 100 yeah. i might do it a little different right i feel bad i used expired milk and that guy's coffee but you oh. know i'll get over it <laughs> <laughs> is Ew. there a bathroom nearby oh god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um oh, oh
0: i was gonna ask you how long did it take you to write the books
1: Uh, And how
0: long coming was the first one? Because I imagine
1: it was a while. I'm guessing. You know, the first one came pretty quick. But again, it's a little bit more of a how-to. Just stop eating so much. Um, if anyone does want to check out a book, I would absolutely recommend wait over the other one. Um, just cause the other one again is, is a little more how to, but, um,
0: was that I, your first shot at writing by the way? Now I'm asking questions.
1: Just stop of eating so much. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. Okay. So go on. Sorry. Yeah. I'd already sold screenplays and stuff. Oh, you had. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, done journalism and just all that kind of advertising writing forever. Right. And, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, it, it's writing for me is a pretty quick process. I would much rather be editing, whether it's a book or script or whatever it is. I'd rather be editing than facing blank pages. To me, I just it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I'm the type of writer where I have to write it very quickly or mm. I'm not going to remember it. Um, one little fun little story about Waitlist, though, I always knew I wanted to write the book. And there was a time when I had written about six chapters and tried to find a literary agent for to help me sell it. And I didn't really get any positive response, unfortunately. And um, it was a little bit of a different time, too. So, you know, people weren't quite ready for the message. So it didn't sell. And I sat on it for a number of years and then all of a sudden dusted it off again. And, uh, you know, with some success, people are like, what else do you have? And so I, I, I sold the book and I went to all my old notes and I realized I was so angry when I was writing it angry at my parents and angry at what had happened and angry. So I was telling the same story, but from a much different point of view mm. that was not helpful, not to me, not to the reader. There wasn't a lot of humor in it. Mm-hmm. So obviously it, it was soon enough after the incidents that I hadn't quite, you know, gotten, right. gotten to a place of, of, uh, understanding. And so it was, that was really So it wasn't it ready. No, it wasn't Essentially, ready. Essentially yeah. it,
0: it was good that it didn't sell. It wasn't yeah. ready to be sold no it wasn't the right book yet
1: no it was not right. and you know, to even look, be able to look. So back that was on, a bit
0: of therapy for you in a certain way. Oh, know?
1: sure. You know, and I can look back now at my mom with some compassion. I mean, she was really sick. Yeah. You know, she was. I'm sure doing
0: the best that she could do. It still hurts, but at least you understand. It, it wasn't. It wasn't just her being mean.
1: No, no. And again, you know, I. You know, listen. I'll be very open about this. I. I have a much, much more of an issue with my dad and with my mom's relatives because they had to have known that she wasn't well and to leave two very young children with her
2: mm-hmm.
1: was really wrong, yeah. you know, and, you know, she, but she didn't know that she, she wasn't well. She was a princess from France that had been exiled. Right. It's like a Disney movie. <laughs> Only I was a dwarf from Iran. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I mean, so is that something you kind of, you still hold it a little, I can tell you're still a little. I don't know if mad about it or what the right you know what? Are. I don't
1: think I'm mad about it. I was having a conversation with my meditation teacher, ding, 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 things that people in Los Angeles say, <laughs> actually just yesterday. And she was saying that you never lose trauma in your life. It's always a part of you. Uh-huh. And listen, obviously it informs my writing and I don't want to give up being fat. I don't want to give up. You know, being somebody that suffered some child abuse and got over it. I don't want to give up being a person that made a billion mistakes and will make many more. I draw on all of that for my writing. I draw on all of that to be the type of person that, that can help people and also attract good energy and bring in other positive forces into my life. And I think, and this has sort of recently come to me, but I think that for me to think I'm totally cured of everything would be wrong because, you know, I, in many ways, I'm still very socially retarded, but I realized that when I was younger, we were never taken to birthday parties. I mean, I was literally raising my sister when I was in first grade. Right. Think about that. Yeah. You know, I, I was that young and we were by ourselves. My mom was always gone. Yeah. And, uh, so we, I never, you know, learned some of the social norms and stuff. And So, so you think you're socially awkward? Oh, yeah. Don't really? Make, don't make me prove it. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. Listen, not, not in ways where... Well, this is
0: another way we're alike because a friend of mine told me a long maybe 10, 12 years ago, he's like, well, you're socially awkward. And I was like, what? <laughs> How dare you? And I realized I am. Well, he made me a little self-conscious. At the, we were like out at the thing with a bunch of people that were his friends that I didn't know in Not Washington, helpful. D.C. Not helpful. Yeah. But, uh, okay message. Bad timing. Right, right,
1: right. <laughs> Work on your delivery.
0: Yeah, that was a little traumatic for me. So I kind of stood in the corner at the bar doing shots. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But um, no, no, but sorry. Anyway, but I don't see you that way.
1: Yeah, I think most people do, like when I tell people I'm shy. Nobody ever believes me, and I'm probably the shyest I'm not person shy. you could. Okay, I and I believe you. Right, I am very shy. Um, yeah, no, listen, I get my I get my feelings hurt very easily, mm. and these are all things that I've learned to. To temper, in other words, maybe not react as fast as I might have ten or twenty years ago. Right, but it's it's a part of my DNA. You well, know, it's not going to go away. You're a
0: sensitive person. I am a sensitive and person. and I'm a sensitive person as well. As a matter of fact, an ex told me a long time ago, I was I got fired off of something, you know, and I was hurt. And she said she was in the business too. She said, um, she said, if you're going to get this upset over losing that stupid job, maybe you're in the wrong business.
1: Oh. And I was like, whoa. I love that, though. That's that's great. I wish I had balls like that. She
0: was 10 years older than me, and she'd been in the business for much longer than I yeah. had, obviously. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'll talk to you later. Like, <laughs> you know. And then you think about it, and you're like, okay. So these things happen to people. Yeah, it's not that big a deal yeah. it was only a couple days jo- I wasn't major you know
1: you can't personalize it right whether it's work or whether I think somebody hurt my feelings like when we personalize it that's when we set ourselves up for failure even if right. like you know you lose a job or you find out like oh they want to bring another writer on this project or whatever it is you know that the minute you start to personalize it yeah um, it it that's a recipe for disaster and you know in in our business and in most businesses these days with the the way the corporate climate is people everyone's desperate everyone's terrified so you know they're all thinking too fast they're reacting too fast and so if if there's a change you just kind of have to go with it you know i i always uh, like yeah, it because
0: once they've made that decision, you're past the point of no return. Yeah, of course. You're, there's no saving your. That's right. So save yourself instead, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, because you and know, I love the that person, could affect you if you, right. You know, think oh, Brad is bad because he got you know ejected off this job, even though we read you know, everyone has those stories, right? right. If they've been in this business, people get long fired, enough,
0: they get to show canceled, and then then and then six months later, the same network gives them a new show. Of course. But if they weren't went kind of Wacky. If they freaked out and got super oversensitive about it, the network might be like, "Ugh, I don't want to deal with them." Again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, learning to do that and like it, a lot of it's relationships and stuff like that, which I'm not the best about as far as like business. I'm not a good networker, but <laughs> but um uh, uh uh I was gonna say the person who said you're nobody in this town until you've been fired. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, whoever that you've was, arrived. I love them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's it's a roller coaster ride, and you just you 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 have to be on it. And this business is so crazy, you know. I I recently had an article in Deadline, and I was I really tried to soak up the moment to be like, okay this, you know, this makes up for the time when I keep checking my email inbox or keep hoping this is going to happen or right. whatever, you know. Or waiting and, for that phone call. Yeah, and right. so you know, and ours is such a fucked up business where it's the emperor's new clothes, right? When people are like, oh, it's just like dating in high school. They're like, oh, that that, that person likes him? Well, I like him too. Right. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I need to get Brad to shoot my project or right. I need to get Greg to come in and pitch this. Um, right. And that,
0: and that mm-hmm. article which I read was Um, uh, the 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 news what do they call it It was just a piece of entertainment news that BET well they were in talks at the time I don't know how 100% all this well no
1: BET wouldn't confirm it because they don't talk about development but yeah it was just announcing that
0: that I had sold a series to BET that you're the creator of a series with uh, um, Blair Blair Underwood producing Right, and uh, you writing, obviously. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Because I know you've known, am I correct? You've known Blair for years, I've right? known
1: him for a while. I actually was brought in to do a polish on a film that him and Regina King were doing oh. um, years and years and years ago. And it was a great situation because I guess they were both concerned about the script. And so once they decided that I was somebody that was going to help you know, steer the ship into a teeny bit of a better direction... Um, I was able to spend a lot of time with them. And it was a you know, it was one of those situations where the writer was allowed on the set just because again, I was you know doing some polishing and stuff right. And so he and I have stayed in touch. I've stayed in touch with Ms. King as well. Um, and he, as you know, time went on, he wants to direct more, he wants to produce more. Um, his acting career is still going very well. He, in fact, he's shooting a series for Netflix with Octavia Spencer right now. Um, but he is attached. He was and is attached to star and direct a horror script I wrote. So we have that oh, really? that we've been oh. working on. Yes, called Patch. And uh, but then we've always talked about some other stuff as well. And you know uh here we are we we sold a show to b e t that we're very very excited about, and they've been fantastic to work to work with um in terms of notes and allowing me to make the characters, you know, uh, to show their their uh, sides that maybe people wouldn't want to show in public. Okay. And It's uh, called Sister Code, It's called right? Sister Code. Two two yeah. two, two sisters who attorneys? are both high-powered lawyers. Okay. And um, they are both It's a drama, right? It's a drama and yeah. they're both competing for a managing partner at their father's law firm ah. as he gets ready to retire. And the thing I point to when I tell people about the series funny enough is the very classic version um not not the reignition re-ign- of it but the classic uh, show Dallas where Bobby and JR were fighting for control of Ewing Oil and so that's kind of what's happening with this and these sisters of course are stronger together but they've always been in competition with each other right. and so unfortunately the competition uh for this position which is also uh in subtext is a competition for their father's approval which they've never really gotten because he's more into his son than he is his daughters um you know just all kinds of drama comes from there and it's very exciting because it is set at a law firm um you know the the the, set in la it's set in los angeles Um, the sisters are, you know, the family drama is the at the forefront of the show, but there's always cases going on. And so we're able to explore, um, some ripped from the headlines cases that we can, uh, you know, uh, change just a little bit, but you'll know good and well, which cases we're exploring and just kind of, you know, have that happening in the background. So it's, it's very, very exciting.
0: Cool. So, so like your BNC stories can be like actual like cases they're mm-hmm. working on, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and how they help each other with those cases. But then they're or competing not. in another way, yeah. or don't help each other, yeah. or screw each other over. Or, yeah, that's cool.
1: It's a lot of high stakes stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is it's,
0: it any? Uh, are you far enough along that you're even talking about casting yet? Or
1: no. No, okay, we're gotcha. still early. I just handed in the uh first draft of
0: the pilot. It's part of why it was so hard to get you on here. We've been talking about it for a while and you were like on a deadline and all that.
1: Yeah. 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 It's it's been pretty busy. Um and then also I'm also you know, I'm always working on other stuff at the same right. time. Uh but uh it's you know sort of how like you do the podcast, you know, you just always want to be creating, always wanna be keeping those juices going. Right. But yeah, it's been it's been really great. How many
0: hours a day are you typing or you, you, I assume you write on your computer.
1: I do. Um, I, you know, that's sort of hard question. I'm not talking about question. researching and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's a little bit of a hard question to answer. I mean, again, I tend to be a quick writer. So if I'm laser focused in writing, you know, I can kick off 10 pages in a couple hours are they 10 good pages? No, they are not. But then comes, (laughs) then comes the editing and all that good stuff. But I'm always thinking, I'm always, you know, I'm always sending myself emails with ideas of things or, you know, I'll see something and, and that'll be like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. And it might not even be something that, that affects an a story or any story at all, but just like a little character tick, you know, I'm trying to really populate the show with really interesting people, even the paralegals and assistants within the firm. And, just make it very rich, you know, because those are the shows we respond to. You know, it's all they—they they always point out, and they're right that the reason we come back to ter- to TV shows is for characters. You know, we're 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 fascinated by yeah. them, like Walter White in Breaking Bad.
0: Right, right. That's cool. So it's super cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, listen. Well, no, I'm I've so... heard a
0: lot of writers talk about like they had to like put their desk against the wall, and then like like. No distractions, because if they if they see anything that'll distract, yeah, them, I'm the are worst. You not like that, I'm I'm or? no,
1: I'm totally like that. Oh, I'm looking okay. for any excuse to not write. And, um, and then there's somebody else I talked
0: to. Tell me this is if this is a weird quirk. So, so he would say, okay, so I need to Google something for the story, and so I would Google it, and then an hour and a half later, I'd be staring at cute cat photos. <laughs> yeah, you know. So he said, what I started doing is writing down. My Google, So I'd write down Google and then I need to Google this. I need to Google this. I need to Google this. And then he'd do it all at once. And then like at the end of his writing session and then get back to it. But
1: yeah, that's, that's interesting. I've, I've certainly, you know, gone to Google something and I'm like, oh, let me just check Twitter for a second and then forget it. Oh God. Uh, yeah, not a good idea. Um, you know, I think there's all kinds of processes to these, to how somebody creates and, you know, even different scripts happen differently you know I mean it's with Sister Code even we were lucky enough to sell a pitch you know which is fairly rare is that what
0: happened yeah we I was gonna ask you how that happened mm-hmm. so you didn't you hadn't written anything Mm-mm. yet nope no nope. wow
1: we went in and you know I absolutely knew who the characters were and knew what the story was and this is one of the examples where it was great to be working with somebody like Blair because you know we've been friends for a long time and also he he really is a fan of my writing so he's very comfortable with with trusting me and what i'm communicating but i you know you're going into a cold audience where i don't know anybody at bet but because they have an affinity with blair they're going to listen to me a little bit more they're going to you know questions are going to come up and for example i even brought a copy of my book waitlist because i wanted them to see what life was like for me when i was in high school you know that right. i was that person that felt judged and felt you know all these different things and felt felt marginalized and mm-hmm. you know could take take the point of view of a woman or take take the point of view of somebody Outside outsider. of myself. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so so I'm really lucky that, that they saw that. And funny story, uh, we, during the meeting, they're like, okay, so you might hear something in two days. You might hear something in six months uh, because they just have a little bit of a slow process there. And they really – they told us they liked it in the room, but then they had to sell it up, right? Yeah. And so they're like, we want to choose the right time to do that. So it was a couple months before we found out that we sold it. And my – Most of my experiences, if you don't find out quick, it it didn't sell. Right. Uh, So this was one of those occasions where it it took a couple months before we heard. Well, right. We've talked about this.
0: I pitched a show years ago and I went to CBS and they passed in two days, which I thought was the, I mean, I knew in the room they weren't going to buy it. They didn't tell me. It's
1: nice they passed. Usually, you know, you don't hear anything and, you know, it's like dating and you're like, okay, they're not calling me back right he's just not that into you right <laughs> um well here's
0: yeah. the here's the funny part we i had two partners on this who are lovely people i think they had a different perspective on the way things were going than i did because we left that meeting and i was like well that that went terrible uh they were very nice in the room but they weren't that interested they were interested in 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 someone the whose life it was about who was in there with us oh, okay and um um, and then and then we pitched again, well, I pitched they went they came along to um, another company. and the guy in the room was like asking all these specific questions about the story, um, what do you think about this? Oh, that's cool. And it's based on real life. So he was like, oh, that really happened. like he was into it and I knew he liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah, questions are good. He didn't
0: say like, oh, I really like it, but you know, and he was a young development guy and he went to his bosses and called us in two days, he called us and said, I'm trying. They like it. We're talking. It's among a couple of you, you know. Meanwhile, we left the meeting, and the, my two partners went. Well, that went that went terrible. They thought that was awful. They thought the CBS one was great. So anyway, I, I don't know why I'm going into this. No, long listen, that happens thing. all the
1: time. I was recently in at MGM, and the guy I met with on a feature, the guy I met with, absolutely loved it and did everything he could to sell it up. He couldn't right you know so i mean right. and it's
0: same with mine they yeah. went with the other idea it's uh, you know people don't right. like
1: to hear me say this but when when you sell something it's been a miracle do you know what i mean i don't care how much experience you have i don't care how much how hard you've worked There, there's you know Even people i work with so hard have
0: trouble getting absolutely
1: right. and you know especially a pitch um but it just, you know, and listen, I remember the genesis of this idea that we sold to BET was three years ago. I just remember the, getting getting the idea and then developing it, and then it was sort of a slow slow bubble from there. And so, you know, there's there's always a miracle involved. It's, mm-hmm. it's so about timing, you know? Selling it's, the
0: pitch is crazy, though. It is crazy. I, I, I super, I, I didn't even consider that that happened, because... I assumed you wrote a script first. Like, I found out later that trying to sell a pitch to CBS... Oh, it's virtually is like, impossible, especially right. especially and if you don't have solid totally credits. And for somebody who's totally unknown and well, I have or, no credits.
1: Listen, me too. I, I have some credits. I but had even, no idea
0: how I was going to write.
1: You know, they, they... You know, but it's... <laughs> It's sort of a double-edged sword because people want to see a script, but then it's so easy to say no to a script, too, because they're like, oh, I don't like how we ended act one. We better, right. you know. So it really, you, you, they're, they're just... So just, when it's there a pitch,
0: is, it's kind of
1: the of world evolving. is their oyster
0: kind of thing. It can be whatever they want yeah. it to be. I, my right. favorite
1: pitch story is when I went into Hallmark and pitched uh, what became A Heavenly Christmas. And the original... Is that the highest rated... It is the highest rated the Hallmark movie ever? The yes, for original, yes. It shattered it shattered ratings records.
0: It actually said that in the in the in the article. Do you know where you they were picked they actually
1: picked that up from a Hallmark press release oh. from 2016 when the movie premiered. Yeah, wow. I mean it it, it was an amazing, amazing situation and helped by the fact that fucking Shirley MacLaine was in the movie and Kristen Davis and Eric McCormick. I mean, we, right. we had such a good cast yeah. uh, in that movie. But uh, I had gone in to 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 for a general meeting and little did I know a project had fallen out the day before. And this was the third time the meeting had been rescheduled. So think about that. Do you right. know what I mean? If I'd gone in earlier, the yeah. project wouldn't have fallen. And true.
0: you were bummed that you, you're getting rescheduled because you want to get in there of and, course. right?
1: I'm, you know, I'm, uh, you know, they're gonna love me. Um, <laughs> so I went in, I pitched the idea, and I was just, I just had sentences, and so I had this idea called Christmas Angel in Training, and you know, basically the, the title is the log line. and I, I said, now this would be the Hallmark version of this, but imagine if Amy Schumer was a Christmas Angel. And the guy was like, oh my God, okay, so I really like that. And does she fall in love with the person she's helping? And I'm like, yeah. Of course she does. (laughs) And he's like, and does she get to Earth by the end? Back? Does she come back? Yes, (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> he's writing does. it for you. Yeah. He's not writing. Blah, 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 you, blah, you me. He, goes, I mean, he no. goes, yeah, he goes, can you send me pages tomorrow? But, you know, and even I don't remember the specifics of it in the BET, but there's I'm sure you, this was the same when you were pitching. You know, there's they're going to ask you questions out of left field like, oh, well, did the sisters both go to the same college? Yes right. you know that, that that didn't happen, but I'm just is saying. Is that kind you, of
0: your general thing? Is when they ask a question, if it's an unanswered question, you say yes to it. No, like
1: I, 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 why do you want to sleep with me? Yes, <laughs> no, it's it's no, but no, you know no, what no, I no, mean. No, like no, story wise, they're they're not normally yes or no. I mean, that, the, the hallmark thing was you that's know, true, yeah, um, and and ended it very happily. But uh, you know, you, you as a writer, as a creator, you've got to think on your feet. You've also got to read the room. You know. Um, mm. It's it it also too, this is interesting before paying attention to what people are interested yeah. in, right? Yeah. And just right. before we started the pitch with BET, you know, we'd been visiting a while and again they had a great relationship with Blair. So very comfortable, very friendly meeting. But then just before I started, somebody said, Now just so you know, we have three legal shows in development. <laughs> we were about to pitch a legal show. Oh, and they were wow. telling us they had bought three legal shows. Two are from Tyler Perry. <laughs> You oh, know, no. it's like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, here goes, you oh, know, no. but you know, again, it's a legal setting. There's legal things, but who are the characters? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have to go from there, but there's, there's going to be times during a pitch meeting that you spit ball, you know, that somebody asked you a question and maybe it's a question you've thought about, or maybe it isn't, but you know, you get right. one chance to make a good impression. Yeah. But it's always a miracle. It's always just... You know, and it's a group effort, and and I think uh, from my advertising years, I know that and embrace that. And you know, well, you're good
0: at soundbite kind of stuff too. Like, I mean, thinking on your feet. I don't mean it that in a negative way. I mean, you're good at getting across a message quickly. Which is important when you're in a, oh, in, a sure. in a short meeting with somebody who has another meeting in ten minutes sure. and like and basically
1: right. what you're doing is you're giving them the ammunition if they like it to sell it up. Right. You've got to give them everything. They want
0: permission because, to take some. They want to like it and take sure. it because every good thing that they bring to their boss makes them look better. A- and too, the, right? and the
1: less convoluted it is. Yes. Um. You right. know, I was out uh, several years ago. I was pitching a movie, and it's funny because I always have a title. I always have the poster. I mean, I'm I'm an ad man to the end, but. I didn't have a title for this but the basic pitch was home alone set in a zoo and I said you know what this is going to sell there's going to be a bidding war it's going to be in variety just because it's one of those easy to sell things right uh-huh. nobody has to everybody gets it instantly right. home alone set in a zoo they never made the movie but they did buy it and uh it it, it 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 so so sometimes you you need to boil things down to a simple premise right you know what I mean and mm-hmm. And you think about shows like Breaking Bad, you know, science teacher starts to make crystal meth. Right. Wow. Right. Okay, there's a million other questions. And obviously that show, you know, had so many layers. But that's the seed that, but, that but gets this, people But the seed that people are like, oh, interesting. Right. Does she fall in love with the guy when she comes back from heaven? That was not asked in the Breaking Bad pitch meeting. But uh, but it might have been. You never know. <laughs> You know, and then also too, like just enjoy the journey. And let me tell you, when when somebody buys something, and there's a deadline article, that is a fun, fun part of the journey. Yeah. But I remember going to the pitch and meeting, and your phone and rings
0: off the hook, and you get yeah, text messages like crazy. Yeah.
1: And you're like, oh, I hope my I texted. I, messaged this. I to text you. I think. I'm sure you did. Yeah. You're like, do you need a cameraman? I'm like, no, but I'll do your damn. I your did not podcast. say that. I, I'm kidding. I said, I'm Congratulations, kidding, Brad. Don't call me. I'll call you. you and yes, <laughs> I said, now am I cool enough for your podcast? <laughs> Um. No it's fun But you know what I really When we went in to pitch it uh, It was the Tuesday After Thanksgiving And you know I was in there with Blair And he's super good energy Um. And Oh so this is a year ago You said almost, Thanksgiving Yeah Oh wow oh, right. Almost a year Yeah. Almost a year Yeah And But the uh, article just came Oh
0: it took them a while To get back to you Yeah Oh cause it took two mm-hmm. months And, and then, then you right. gotta wait To close the deal And, and you know Right right thing. All the legal BS yeah. And all that Right got it Got it got it Yeah Okay
1: so anyway by
0: then you probably start writing it too right
1: no no not until it was a go because because you also have to get notes you know what i mean just because they bought the pitch doesn't mean that they're like oh right right. yeah i got certain things
0: and until you're getting paid they're not going to give you notes right it's that whole
1: process yeah okay yeah until it's all official got it because uh, you know they're they're basically buying the concept and so they don't they don't want to you know put time and, and effort into it until they know it's really going to happen as well, well makes sense but, but it really is about you know just enjoying the journey and and that is one of the high moments and and now we go on you know I, I need the script to be strong enough that they decide to shoot it and then the pilot needs to be strong enough that they decide want to, to the do series. the series yeah right.
0: so they're still using the
1: traditional pilot method at BT in our case they are. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I you know they have a lot of stuff going with Tyler Perry right now. They're starting a streaming service and everything. I mean they're they're really doing are a they lot really? of fun stuff over there, yeah. How
0: but many streaming services do you have?
1: 47. Uh, there's not just one, unfortunately. We we have YouTube, which is pretty good. You have YouTube Red? No, YouTube TV. Oh, so you use that as like your cable provider, mm-hmm. essentially, right? Okay. And their d- their cloud DVR is pretty decent, and I've tried many that were not decent. Oh, um, really? But did you try?
0: Is does Hulu have one or? Yes. Okay, because I'm thinking about switching to Hulu. I still have cable. Thinking of switching to Hulu.
1: Well, let's talk offline. But YouTube's the way to go. But here's the oh, thing okay. not not all providers have all channels. Like for instance, um, I want uh, hockey. Uh, I oh, want LA oh, Kings hockey. Oh, oh. YouTube has every sports channel, like it's crazy. as As many there are, as many sports channels as there are entertainment news channels, like it's it's crazy. I had to move some of them off the thing because it's like the 85th football channel. Yeah, so oh wow, okay, uh, good to know. But um, they don't have any Viacom channels. (laughs) They don't have BET, so I have to get Philo, which has BET, Nickelodeon, you know, MTV, Comedy Central, yeah. So that you know I don't have Comedy Central on YouTube. There's no Viacom channels. Right. So it's that is kind of um yeah, you can't you can't just have one. CBS? Is on YouTube, yes. It is, okay. Mm Um Oh,
0: I was thinking Paramount. Right. Never mind. Anyway. Um No, it's not even about that, but you have you have Netflix, right? Yes. Do you have Hulu?
1: HBO. I tried Hulu.
0: You did. You didn't mm-hmm. like it, or?
1: Yeah, it didn't.
0: Oh, okay. Didn't float my boat. Well, my thing is, I also
1: b- too, I get a lot of screeners, so some some stuff, you know, unless I need to see it right when I right when right. it comes out.
0: Right, 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 right. There's just too much, and they're all getting new. That you said, BT's doing streaming. I mean, everybody's yeah. doing streaming. Yeah. It's like, so everybody moaned about cable, how you couldn't, how it's a package. So I have to pay for all this crap I don't want to get the stuff that I do want, blah, blah, blah. And then like now they're separating it so much, but it's so separated that you have to get 30 things to make it. Yeah, the one no, thing.
1: it's it's very crazy. And you have to, you know, you, you have to be careful about it, right? Because, uh, you know, you can have a streaming service and realize that it's not worth. Uh, the Buck you know that you right. never go to it right, and, right, right. you know even Netflix, I find exhausting. I mean the menu is like, oh my God, and the trailer starts and it's like you know it's panic attack inducing, and <laughs> I spend thirty minutes on them on the menu and then don't choose anything and- tr- click off of it. And... I
0: actually kind of hate how the trailers automatically play yeah I don't like that either yeah it,
1: it, 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 I put that in a script actually i was uh, i'll show them um <laughs> you know now we have Disney Plus coming and uh even Apple TV plus mm-hmm. uh you know so they continue so you know i think at the end of the day they are going to if 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 they flourish it's going to be because they have great content and mm-hmm. you know it's the bet i think it's bet her plus or bet plus i forget what it's called okay but you know you think about it they are going after a niche audience you right. know? and so for
0: they're kind of like disney in a certain way they have like well, if you talk about like Disney animated, they're kind of like that. Like, yeah, it's people who are into that, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, I get it. It's like, okay, where can I see? Where can I see stuff that I can relate to? Where can I see a representation of myself? And you know black television is underrepresented i'm underrepresented in our industry it just is it's gone
0: down so much in like the last 30 years it's weird
1: right and weirdly enough um female minority characters are which is one of the reasons we're so excited about sister code
2: Uh, um
1: have gone down as well so i can i can kind of see the 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 niche need for bet plus right you know and if they have a a lot of content on there That people want to watch Then they're going to be successful Right. You know? It's yeah. That's the great thing about streaming You have to remember Like for example We tried out Hulu for a while And I sure love Hulu And hope to sell, sell a show to them one day <laughs> But after the week trial We were like Yeah we're not really watching it You know right. um, And so we canceled it
0: Did you watch Handmaid's Tale?
1: I watched the first season and a half
0: And liked it? I liked it Okay. Didn't keep me
1: But I and, liked okay. it Okay
0: got it Cause I've been thinking of getting it just for that show. Yeah, people are super into it, but hopefully I'll like it. I like the idea of it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's a little depressing, a little too. Cl- I'm like, do we have M- MSNBC on? That's my big joke, you know, because it's, like, <laughs> um, right. it's a little too close to home right now. But you know, yeah, and like um, I've watched. Uh, the first two episodes of the Act, which is a Hulu show, which is just very well done. You know, there's a lot of great content out there. Oh, there's one called like The Path or something with um Aaron um, shit from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, why am I forgetting his name? He's such a cool guy.
1: Why am I forgetting his name? Guess what? I used to be friends with him before Breaking Bad. Did you really? Used to hang out? Yes. You know, I worked with him. We used to double date all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No shit. Huh. Wait, you were Paul. out though, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, yeah. He had a girlfriend.
0: Wait, well, of course. Okay, I was. I thought it was straight. I didn't. Um, wow, that's so funny. I didn't know that. You know, I worked with him on that. Uh, I won't say what I worked with him on something last year. Okay, it's not out yet. Okay, um, and um, and he was so cool.
1: Yeah, he's a nice guy. Oh, such a nice guy. And it's I know it's been wild to
0: watch him blow up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he was doing another project, which is still. No, it's confirmed now. The Breaking Bad El Camino movie. Oh, the trailer's out. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he was shooting it. He was shooting our... I did not do that movie. I wish I did. I was shooting... um, uh, The show we were doing, he was doing that movie at the same time. But we were in LA and he was in Albuquerque for that. So he was kind of... And, you know, people know what's going on. I found out and I talked to him about it and he was like I can neither confirm nor deny that rumor sir (laughs) that's funny and and I was like well our uh, you know I said okay well if you were gonna do a project like that would your normal crew from Breaking Bad still be on it and he was like yeah mostly I I assumed that would be the case, and I was like, oh. And then I asked him about a couple of people I knew, <laughs> and I was like, would they be on it if the show was happening? And he's like, that one would, but that one wouldn't. I'm like, <laughs> I'm nice. like okay, got it. You were speaking in code. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like the most thinly veiled code ever. But um, yeah, but uh, on our last day, I was like, hey, good luck on that other thing that you
1: might not be doing. Right. He was like, thanks, buddy. That you're not returning to, <laughs> to be on set tomorrow at 10 a.m. Right. Anyway, he's that. But how did you? Your role as Jesse. How did you guys know him? You have a. You
0: had a lot of. I don't know if you still do, but you had a lot of fancy Hollywood friends for a while there, did you? You know, know,
1: listen. If you've lived here long enough, you have friends that that have blown up. Funny story. Either they were really famous when you met them, and and you were probably there. Meghan Markle's been to one of my Christmas parties. I guarantee you that you were there. I was friends with her mom, who we took yoga together every day. Right. Yeah, Yeah. 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 She was just Meg then. Yeah. Um, it was even before suits, even before she was on. Yeah, that show. I'm not sure whether I ever met her at your party or not. I don't
0: doubt it, but um, I was talking to somebody else who knew her very, very well
1: before all this stuff. Yeah. But anyway, but but my point is, is that you live in L. A. long enough, um, you know people. You're right. going to know people, and, and especially if you're in the business. And listen, I have right. writers that I started out with that have huge careers. You know, am right. I jealous? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little. Do but, you curse uh, them at night? When I you do go to not. Bed? I do not curse them. I do not. Now that I've had my deadline article, but I mean, as long as you get your coffee. But again, right? it's 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 that's the craziness of this town. You just you just never know. So yeah, so if you're here for a while, you're going to have some friends yeah. that are, uh, you know, celebrities, and um, you know, I think that going back to our word of the day authentic mm-hmm. you know i think that that when you are authentic with people like obviously you are with mr you were with mr paul that he could you know Kind of nod at what was going on. Right, um, right. You know they'll be authentic back to you. You know I last last year this weekend last year. Well, I he's remember, just a nice
0: guy. That didn't have anything to do with me, really. But
1: but but was he responding because you're an authentic guy? Like yeah, he, I was friendly. You know yeah. like no no
0: I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just saying like he deserves actually more credit than that. <laughs> he's just really everybody I know that has worked with him for any period of time raves about what a good dude he is. Well, so, I do anyway. not
1: like successful people that are also nice. I do not like it I'm very jealous of it It happens a lot
0: It happens the other way too But I You know Yes But
1: that's a different podcast I like to I like where, to Where we will not identify ourselves That's the bitter podcast Right Where we will mention certain people No
0: I just like to revel I mean You know I'm a cynic I don't know if you consider yourself a cynic I don't I, I don't know But I am a cynic And I don't mean that in a bad way But I'm I'm a realist You know And I try, knowing that sometimes that can go down a, a bad path.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. But, but you know what? But that can happen. But I try,
0: but I try to keep, be, knowing that I can do that to myself, I try to think about people like Aaron Paul who are super cool and successful.
1: Right. And take somebody that works at a shoe store. They're going to have the same stories. You know, yeah. they might have a boss that's a prick and they might have a... Uh, corporate person that comes in once in a while that's super nice you know what i mean like it's that's life no it's
0: not specific to this business for sure but it's but it's just specific to life in general and that's how i you know
1: i do find it refreshing when you do meet people that are uh who you would hope they would be because you know what if you're famous be in a fucking good mood man like like i don't I, I don't wish any, I'm so happy for you and I continue success, but let me know you enjoy it. You know what I mean? Right. Like if, if, you know, cause you do, you meet some people that have these great careers and they are just in the throes of victimhood. You know, I went to a set once. Some are a little, some, some relate to your mother. Some are,
0: have, have trauma. Some yeah. are sad. They have all the same things you and I and everybody else has. They just have more money. And unfortunately for them, they get noticed when they walk down the street. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you're not right. Cause I think you are, but there is this other side to it. People are like, Oh, why'd you become a fucking actor? If you don't want to sign an autograph and take a photo. Sometimes There are, and it's like, but
1: you know what? But, but is that a side effect of you owning four houses? You know what I mean? Like I see Blair can't go down the street without right. people wanting to pose for selfies right, and stuff. Right. And you know, they'll invariably mention, you know, I know him well enough that some people will mention credits that he's not happy with, you know, he, oh. he wants them to know him for something else. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Um, but he's so gracious about it. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've been on set of uh, an actor. I will not uh, say who they are or if they're even male or female. But in the contract, it crew people could not make eye contact with this actor. Uh-huh. And you know what? Fuck you. That's not nice. <sighs> these, these people are doing a hard job be friendly did you hear
0: yeah i think i know who you're talking about we'll talk about it later right. but um did you hear this story about this was in i love this kind of stuff it was like tales from behind the scenes it was years and years and years ago at least 15 i think um where this pa wrote kind of a tell-all about working on this movie um it was a martin lawrence
1: movie oh no no i'm not familiar.
0: And. The, the There were a bunch of different stories about this guy. And then I heard other stories from crew that I knew that worked with them. And look, I don't know the guy, so I'm not really passing judgment. Um, and everybody has bad days, too. But, sure. But there, this PA wrote this story about how they were shooting at this mansion um, in North Carolina. And it was raining that day. And it was muddy all around the place. And the place had white carpet. So this was the PA's, like, first job ever. He's, like, the bottom rung of the ladder. And he was posted at the front door. Anybody who came in had to, like, wipe their feet off like crazy and maybe even take their shoes off. Because it was, like, you know, super white carpet. Yeah, yeah. And so Martin Lawrence and his guys, I don't know, a few people that he comes to work with in the morning, his kind of entourage or whatever, come walking up and he says, "Um, hey, um, can you guys make sure to wipe your feet and whatever. And Martin Lawrence got mad and he said, well, you can't say good morning to me first and all this stuff. And he was like, "Uh," and it turned into one of those things. And he told him to lay down on the ground so he could wipe his feet on his back.
1: Oh, you're kidding. Is that true?
0: <laughs> this is what the guy said.
1: Huh? This is what he wrote
0: and went in entertainment weekly. So, I mean, I assume they vetted it at least a little bit. I, you know, it's nowadays things are even more tabloid, I but at he, the time it was a pretty well respected. I bet he sold
1: that shirt on eBay.
0: Yeah, right? I don't remember if he did it or not. That's the thing. Oh, okay. I can't remember if he actually did it or if Martin Lawrence just said that to him or whatever. But anyway, I don't know why I got off on this story. But some people do crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and who was it that said money just makes you more you, you know? It, it, it just makes you less afraid to be who you are. And if you're a crazy person you're still going to be crazy.
1: Right. Or not a grateful person or, or, a or a not a gracious person or a dickhead or, yeah.
0: or mean or really nice or super shy or whatever it is you are, you're going to kind of go, you're going to, that'll be bigger. Right.
1: Yeah. And people try to hide that stuff, but most of it comes out. Yeah, I think so. It's, you know, there's, there's a real, there's a real community theater aspect to our business. If mm-hmm. people let that happen and. And it can be really cool when it happens. And listen, there's deadlines and there's this and there's, you know, I've uh, I've had highs and lows in this business and some severe lows, you know, where, you know, f- felt like maybe I wasn't getting fair treatment. Um, but again, I think that happens in any business, you know, and so we, we, we have to decide, is that going to break us or not? I often call you know I I think of myself as uh, Mario from Donkey Kong there's a good old reference but you know he gets knocked back down to the bottom and he has two choices start climbing that ladder and save that princess or just sit at the bottom or get run over by a barrel yeah and yeah right um and so there's you what? know it's 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 a tough business, but it's a tough world every you know mm-hmm. s- selling shoes, making coffee, whatever it is there's there's you know shit to put up with everywhere
0: you said sometimes you felt like maybe you'd been treated unfairly in what way
1: I'd rather not elaborate on it, really yeah, I mean, listen, just in terms of maybe. You know, just just how you're how you're treated. I mean, there's you know, it's no secret that that writers are considered the bottom of the creative food chain in this town. And so, you know, we're considered very replaceable. And um, sometimes there will be people who talk down to you, you know, and just don't treat you like a person. Right. And, uh, you know, that's tough. Well, for a creative person and over, way overly sensitive person like me.
0: Okay, so let me, let me ask another question then related to that. Do you feel like being gay has helped, hindered, or neutral in your career? Uh, because because honestly, when you said that, and I'm pro- I shouldn't assume, but I felt like oh maybe that might have something to do with it. But yeah, you know,
1: in this case, it may have. Okay. Um, I mean, you don't have to go into any specifics, but... Yeah, I think, listen, I think, uh, again, like real life, I I think, I don't know that there's times that's helped. Other than that, uh, it helps me in my writing. You know what I mean? Like, it it, it just provides another layer of, you know, knowing what it was like to be in the closet or knowing what it's like to be, uh, feel a little less than or knowing what it's like to, you know, feel happy when something like gay marriage passes or right. something you know to feel vulnerable in our current political system right um so all that stuff informs my writing so is that a plus yes have i worked with people that i feel like maybe were a little off put by it yes i have
0: okay and Be- because a lot of people think that hollywood is this like Super liberal, whatever, and yes, there are some people like that, but there are some people that are super Republican. Oh yeah, I mean, not okay. I shouldn't make that a political thing, but that there's so.
1: Well, Steve Mnuchin to, used to produce movies, right? Right, right exactly. So, right, you know, it's it's that's not making any judgments on anyone's politics. It's just saying it takes all kinds, and
0: right. Well, I was gonna say because people, I was oh, there are a lot of jerks or a lot of like. Narcissists in Hollywood Yes there are But there's a lot of Everybody in Hollywood Yeah There's a lot of nice people There's a lot of brilliant people There's a lot of dumb people (laughs) Yeah Right? Yeah So my point being like Hollywood does not have This world locked up There's everybody involved So Yeah no
1: It's it's, it's a really weird situation And you know what It's a little weirder Right now Because You know You have certain actors That are like Oh I'm never going to play A gay person again Because only gay people Should be playing gay characters It's like Well or maybe an actor should be. And unfortunately, <laughs> right. that line of thinking is now permeating the writing world. Like, oh, if. You know, we sh- we only need you know. Oh, we Greg- have to have a
0: woman, right? Yeah, we have to have rec- a
1: woman. You know, or uh, maybe somebody that's super sweet and innocent write a movie about an angel because I'm no angel. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's you do you get that? And so oh, we have to have a
0: gay a gay person write a gay character. Yeah, I oh, mean, come on. And I,
1: it, but that's how it is right now. And my aid my my agent had told me uh, a while back. She goes, "Being gay gets you nothing. Like that's not even a minority anymore. Do you know what right. I mean? But yeah. there are there are People that are a little put off by it. There are people that are homophobic in this business, yeah. absolutely. Um, which is why though i love which is why the pendulum swings the, like that and it goes too far one well, way and too far the other sometimes. Right, right, and that's right. There's there's craziness. Over time, on the hopefully, it,
0: hopefully the pendulum doesn't swing as far and it neutralizes. Yeah, I mean, listen,
1: I think there's always gonna be elements of that everywhere. Sure. But then to go into a place like B E T where they're like, Oh, I think Greg McBride could tell this story about two black sisters at a law firm. And do you know what I mean? On and, black entertainment television. Yeah. Right. And, the white guy. You know, or that Blair is attached to my horror movie. And it's, you know, so it, it's not a color thing. It's a good writing thing. You right. know what I mean? And yeah. as a writer, it's my job to, you know, to write about characters that are not me. I, I lead a boring life. It would be all about the struggle of dieting, which I wrote about in Weightless. Nobody wants to read that. Um, right. Right. Or in every script, I should say. They do want to read the book. Um, uh, but so, you know, it's, it, it's, it swings in all directions. And, and a lot of times it's, it's the edict from the top of the food chain at whatever studio or network is making the project. You know, uh, I remember uh, with BET, I was really nervous to let them know that one of the characters has a sex addiction, ideally and mm. i remember you know finally saying okay well this person is has a sex addiction and a hardcore you know and uh I remember them saying we're fine with that. That's the sex addiction isn't a problem and I remember thinking, "Oh, thank God." You know. So like so but but the, but that's that's the culture there. But 20 years ago, maybe not. Well, or another network, maybe not. Right. I'm not sure if if I right. said the Hallmark. So Kristen Davis's oh, <true>, character <right. laughs> has a sex addiction. <laughs> sure. What do you think? <laughs> but I mean,
0: you know, 20 30 years ago, not on any network. You know, what no. you know or, or, or you know, I'm maybe not 20, maybe 40, whatever the you know, things things progress. Yeah. People get more I mean, it's, uh, that's
1: where it goes back to your pendulum, right? Like, I look at shows like... Uh like all in the family right which probably couldn't even get on the air these days because it would be considered so controversial yes but as an as a grand social experiment right what did you think of that by the way i didn't see it oh I unfortunately i wanted to it it was on my list and at the time i was between streaming services and and didn't record it got it um but i'm fascinated by it and i you know or like you know going back to the original dallas in the 80s had a whole plot line about abortion can you imagine like i i think that wouldn't fly before the sex addiction thing would i mean it's it's you know so so our culture you know it it it, it it's breathable and yeah. um you know and again you know we talk about like why does bet have a streaming service oh they're they're serving their audience so so they might be open to a little more of this than say where uh, another network might not be, you know, it's, it's, it's such niche marketing now. Like I'm, I love the stuff that FX does. Right. And, and their whole thing is, is, is niche and auteur and you know, that they're, they're doing this stuff, but you know, AMC has its brand and you know, it's, it's this sort of brand that AMC and FX branding. are two of my favorites. Yeah. And, but they have their brands. Right. And, and they're to a point now where you almost feel it's like appointment television. You feel like if they have a new show come out, you got to check it out. Right. Yeah um and and it's fantastic it's 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 just crazy uh you know what they're doing at those places and there's you know they're starting to do that at other places too and you know hbo has has some of its stuff happening as well so it's you know it's 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 where where the place is where something's going to be created as well and and who's in it and you know listen it's again it's a journey like i don't know where I hope that it gets to the air, but what will sister code be at that point? I don't know. There's going to be notes in between and everybody has an opinion. And right. sometimes other people's notes can be really good, you know? And yeah. so even though it changes what you, yeah, your original vision for, for the else show, else have a of course, idea. of course, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, uh, so it's just, you know, it's sort of this evolution. You don't, you're not quite sure how it's going to end up.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting. And I mean, I'm still blown away by the fact that it was a pitch. Yeah. It's so weird. Because, you know, I asked um Danny Strong. Do you know who Danny Strong Mm-mm. is? Um he created Empire and then oh, okay. Um he's written a lot of stuff. He's an ex actor. He was on um Gilmore Girls, I think. Alright. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um super nice guy. And I was doing the show with him, and we had a moment one day, and I said and I had pitched that that pilot or that idea which I still think about to this day but um you never know. i asked him like danny how did you how did you sell this show and he goes well i wrote a script and then i showed it to him and i'm like oh so you had to write a script first i assumed he had pitched it but i came to find out that most of the time now you write a script yeah
1: they don't want to pay you true true detective the first season of true detective was was scripts you know on hbo um god how brilliant was that the first season just brilliant but there's there's but there's no one path do you know what I mean and so that's that goes back to the you know the Mario analogy of you just can't take no for an answer you've just got to keep uh you know, you, you've, you've got to keep creating. And um, I always say that, you know, this this business, along with the miracles, is made up of lucky breaks. But when you get that lucky break, you better fucking be prepared for it. Right. You know, and, well, and that only of... comes from working. It only comes from, you know, me being good in a pitch is me honing my storytelling skills. Right. Me getting good at pitches for all the pitches I go on that don't sell, yeah, you know. Yeah. And you, you never know what's going to happen. I was out last summer pitching... A uh, feature with a huge producer and uh, from the Oprah universe. I won't say who it was, but it was just and the pitches were going great. And for whatever reason, we were not selling it and it did not sell. You know, mm. you just you you just never know, right? Um, and so it's, it's They could but,
0: love the show, but it has no place in there, right? Or, in their the, or or they
1: couldn't sell it up, or whatever it is, right. you know, where there may be something competing going on, or maybe they don't think that I'm the right writer to do it. I mean, it it could be a million different things. Well, you, you know what it
0: came down to on the one at the second company with us? What's it? Um, these two producers who were pretty famous X Network studio people now producers yeah they had done a music thing and it had failed miserably mm. and this con- is connected to a musician even though the show's not music it's not about music or anything and they didn't want anything connected to music
1: yeah and that weird and th- that's the other thing about not personalizing things right because right. it's so easy to say no and it's a lot of different uh you know, the thing I was pitching last for me, summer it was
0: like a for me it was like a this grand adventure where you know we got to do this weird thing that we don't do. Yeah. that I've never done before and it was a really interesting learning experience. I mean you were me pitching and to and CBS.
1: Fun. There's there's a million writers with all kinds of experience that never get that far in their career.
0: Right. And I met I happened to meet a comedy writer cuz this is a half hour comedy and I I happened to meet a a a, a comedy writer playing poker, a, a successful comedy writer. And I t- at the time, and I told him about this, and he said, "Oh, you met, um, you met with Mount Rushmore," and I said, "What does that mean?" And he said, "That's they, they stare at you with their stone faces, and you have no idea what they're thinking." And I go, "No, I knew what they, I, did, I knew they didn't like." it <laughs> uh,
1: That's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, the poker face, man. I, a, a lot of the I find the higher the exec, the more their poker face. Like, well, you know,
0: apparently people call the CBS the CBS comedy development people who were i think all or mostly women at the time that's what they called them at the time. interesting because <laughs> you could you can read them but i'm sure the same is true for a lot of those people because they hear so many pitches
1: listen they don't want to give you false hope you or, never know you never know right. I, I have a script that has never been produced but people always love it it's called big girls don't cry and uh several years ago uh i took it in with snl Attached to produce, they still had a deal. They may still at Paramount. So we took it into somebody at Paramount, and the executive that I met with, I I walked in, and she, you could tell that she thought I was this thin guy who was making fun of fat girls in my script, and she started to just just tear into me about how that it's not funny and a, a guy Whoa. shouldn't be, and it was so bad. That, you know, listen, I have before pictures and I'm, you know, talk about my journey of, of weight loss and how, you know, and listen, the script is sort of nine to five for fat girls. You know, they're they're very fun characters that, get, okay. you know, get their revenge. But um, they but she just decided that that it, that I was making fun of fat people and it, and it was so bad that i didn't even bother like you could just tell like it was just but so she had made that decision so you didn't you even know show I mean? her a photo of yourself nope. from Mm-mm. the past Mm-mm. and this script you just took like, it and left yeah and this script which has been hard to make because nobody wants to make a movie with three overweight characters in it uh yet um i always joke now that it'll be the first script i direct but it <laughs> but it's always a slam junk writing sample always but this particular person hated it and she had decided that that uh right
0: because her her perspective on it for whatever yeah. reason she went into but it but but again it. that was all she her. hated it before all, she right, read but it. it
1: but it was so the meeting was so bad i didn't even like pull out my before picture you know it was just like oh
0: my gosh yeah because at that point
1: showing her that photo is almost saying you're
0: an asshole yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it
1: was so bad, Brad. I literally was telling myself not to cry in the room. Like, oh, no. she just annihilated me. It was bad. I mean, me and the exec from SNL walked out. We were like, whoa. Oh, two of you were together. Fuck? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Because that's the other thing. I was with SNL. I was so excited, you know what I mean? To be you with Warren a, yeah, Michaels' you production like, company yeah, attached. You, yeah, you have like uh, um, legit backing yeah. here. You know... For a comedy, you know? But. This person decided that I was making fun of fat people. That's too bad. Well, listen, it, th- but that's that's the journey, right? Like what right. what
0: how long ago was this? Uh probably like ten years. That long? Yeah. Because I while. can see something like that happening now. Like
1: we'll see. We'll, we'll see where the
0: pendulum is. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yes, except that the script is very um uh I, somebody read it recently and they go, well, we wouldn't want to do anything that's seen as bullying. So, you know, I don't fucking know. Right. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go write about lawyers. That's the thing, though. Do you
0: find it's like when you're talking to someone about a project, it's like they're they're looking for a reason not yes. to make it. Right? Yes, of
1: course. It's so easy their to whole, say no. Their
0: whole job is to make television or make movies. And when they're talking to somebody, all there is in their head is like, What are they saying that makes this a no? Like, they're searching for a no. Sure,
1: sure. That's the weirdest fucking contradiction. And and I'll often, you know, sometimes I'll get no's, and we don't often will hear a reason why, but a lot of times the reason, I'll be like, that's not a reason to say no, that's a note. Do you know what I mean? Like right. that, it's it's something that's so kind of simplistic that that could easily right. Be we don't fixed like that it's the context set in Philadelphia. Of, we hate that the char- lead character's name is Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> you know, right, right. But 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 there can be stuff like that, you know, or you know, right. it's it's yeah, it's you you can't spend too much time thinking about it. And then though, do you feel like most of the time they just generally don't like it and they
0: and in order to try to be nice or to have some reasoning they give you some bullshit like we don't like i don't
1: know the, i don't know i think it's i think it's different with everybody listen sounds I, made up to I, me. I think executives are you know a lot of executives are scared about keeping their job right they they you know they want to find stuff that gets made um they want to please, you know, their bosses or their departments or whatever it is. You know, there's there's just no formula to it. There's no formula. Who mm-hmm. would have said that I was going to go from Hallmark, you know, where I wrote this Christmas movie, to Nickelodeon where I wrote a dance movie, and then I was going to go to BET, you know, where I'm writing this series right. with very, you know, dramatic edges and some really hard stuff in it. Um, you 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 just don't know. But but that's why it's just all got to be this journey and this celebration and this. The coolest executives I meet, and it's usually the highest one-ups. I have the, my my first credit is this movie called Epicenter. It's an earthquake movie. I wrote it thinking that Jennifer Lopez was going to star in it. They went with Tracy Lords, the former porn actress. <laughs> um i remember when this movie oh it was a b movie company They, they like called me and they were like oh you know for the banker role nick i'm like yes they're like we got the international kickboxing champion of the world and i was like for the banker you you know so they were very excited um so it's it's really like it's my my name is misspelled in the credits uh the special effects are decent so that was good they did a polish on the script that's just awful um i at the premiere i saw that my name was misspelled like it was just like a nightmare but (laughs) Any like, an But you a- got a movie made you I got a movie, a movie made it's that's unbelievable right. A cool disaster flick You know from the kid That used to love to watch All the disaster movies right. When I was little You know like how Towering Inferno And I all mean, that I mean how
0: many people In the world have ever Written a movie Well but that's Not the that thing that,
1: That's my point here Is that, right. that A-list executives Will be like Cool congratulations you right. know and I remember when Their perspective
0: is in the right yeah, place I remember right. when I found
1: out that Shirley MacLaine was going to be in my Hallmark movie right and I was like holy fuck like that's incredible you right. know so excited and whenever she gave an interview she was so gracious about the script uh, and you know the script had been rewritten a bit and homogenized and you know for for what Hallmark likes to do it didn't quite you know it had a little bit of a harder funnier edge in the yeah, first okay. draft and I'm very happy with the cast and how it turned out and and so grateful for the experience but whenever she was in an interview she would mention the script and i was like that is fucking gracious man the woman that has you know won this many awards had this worked with such a you know but she's all about the present she's all about you know getting stuff done and just and and that's why she's had the career that she's had you know that's why she's shirley mclean and um it's like wow man that's cool That's
0: funny. That makes me think of a story somebody told me a long time ago. They were working with a gigantic star, super big movie star. And the two of them got left in... He's a camera operator. And the two of them got left in a room uh, uh, together in a location. The director and DP ran out and AD ran out to scout something real quick. And they were left in this room. And um, the star... And they hadn't really talked at all because this person's constantly surrounded by his people. Yeah, you know? yeah. And um, he says to my friend, um, so this project's pretty cool, don't you think? He's, yeah, it's, I think it's great. He goes, It's going to look great too, right? And uh, he's like, yeah, I hope so. We're trying really hard. And he said, the star said, um, yeah, I think this is going to be really great for my reel.
2: <laughs> and,
0: and my friend was like, Yeah, mine too.
1: (laughs) That's the best.
0: I mean, someone who's done... 30 movies or I don't even know how like more than that probably and like gigantic star making 20 million dollars or whatever it was for this movie yeah but
1: the ones I think the ones with lasting power really get it you know what I mean like it's like and they get that you know you could be doing the biggest movie ever with the biggest stars and the biggest directors and it could flop you just don't know what's gonna what's gonna hit or what's gonna not and so you know to be be kind with each other and be good to each other and you know, all that stuff. I think that it's it's really cool when you meet people like that. Yeah. And hear stories like that. I love that story. That's great.
0: I mean in a certain way I think it was like um it feels a little like it's a false attempt at connection. Like it's fake. But on the other hand, maybe he just thinks that okay, way. Okay.
1: But let's go down that And path. also
0: also there were other good things about this person like really hard work. But maybe and, maybe you
1: know, maybe that was this person's way of of reaching out but that's kindness yeah, right yeah it wasn't
0: done in uh in a malicious
1: way you know like that. and they were like al- it sounds like they were allowed to have eye contact with this star yeah. you know which is not i just found it i just found it funny so interesting yeah you know heavenly christmas um we had such an amazing dp remind me to tell I, you who that was <laughs> okay all right that's sorry go that's on. an art that's an art after the show on youtube um <laughs> But, uh, I wish I knew his name, but, uh, the DP that, that we had for Heavenly Christmas was amazing. Oh my gosh, it it changed everything. You know, that's why Heavenly Christmas, you know, it's a Hallmark Hall of Fame movie. So it gets a, it gets a higher budget than their, than their other movies do, which is why we had the cast that we did um but uh the the dp gave it such an amazing look like it's just in fact i think you even thought it was shot in chicago didn't you didn't i tell you that it wasn't and you i don't remember i want to say well, but i'm not uh, sure i can't remember anyway yeah, yeah yeah but but listen again it's community theater man we're all in this right. together yeah, 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 we're yeah. all in, you know and that's why even like if i'm on a notes phone call or in a notes meeting with bet who am i to not listen to everyone in that room giving right. notes, you know? Their goal at the end of the day is to have to make a fucking hit show. Right. That's their goal, right. you know? And, and to make uh, it be good. They want it to look good on their reel. Of course. Oh, full <laughs> right. circle.
0: Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at it like we all have the same goal here, and I mean, some people are going to sabotage. Some people are going to be a pain in the ass yeah, and you got to deal with happen. them, but that's everywhere Would in life. Would you stop making eye contact with that's me, please?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we discussed this before the I'm podcast sorry that I'm,
0: I'm sorry that I'm pointing my finger directly right at right your Right at my eyes. At it's face. very uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> me, hashtag me too. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. Essentially, we all have the same goals, right? Yeah. So, or or you should most everybody does. You
1: know what? It's but, it's great when we do. It's, yeah. it's Great when we do, and yeah. it's great that there are people out there. And are there some assholes and out wanna there? Enjoy yeah. their... And listen, I'm I'm sure you know assholes who who are you know below the line that that you know aren't at your level, and they're they're dicks, right? Like you know right. the guy maybe in charge of you know keeping the white carpet clean might right. be a jerk and not say good morning first. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Um yeah, no. I mean, everyone in life knows assholes, yeah. you know? But you just don't invite them to the party. You yeah. know, when you have when you have the party, you don't invite you them. You don't invite them and to the party. And when you have the power to hire people, you don't hire them.
1: Of course. When you and work
0: with them, you do your best and, you know, you do And you want to work with or... people
1: that 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 you know you enjoy you know you've been on the same tv show for a while i mean i'm sure part of that is you're part of the community there you're part of the essence of Yeah, the- it's like
0: family you know somebody said to me a really long time ago i was working on the second unit of west wing and that show notoriously did brutally long hours and i don't know 18 hours a day like wow. just grinding away I, I remember there was 119 or something wow it was the long days long days yeah and um at least it was good, you know. Yeah, that's the rewarding yeah, part. You're yeah. working on something that's really fun. Talk about good. quality. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, I was just a PA. It was right when I got to LA, and I would, and I, and I was talking to the gaffer, and this is like first weekend, probably on the fourth day or something, and we'd be doing these long hours, and I was like, "You guys do," and he was the first unit gaffer who had come to second unit for the day. Whatever. Anyway, he was there full time. And I said, Dude, you guys spend so much like how many fucking hours do you do on this show? And he's like, Yeah, man, we're we're family. And I was like, I really appreciate how nice everybody is to me who doesn't know anybody, who's just getting to know everybody. He goes, Yeah man, like there's no room to like be uncool here. He goes, The people who aren't cool here get let like, go oh, pretty quick. Wow. He's like because I spend I spend way more time here twice as much time with these people than I do with my actual family so and I love my family why do I want to spend so much time here yeah it's a job but like it's so hard if you don't you know at least try to enjoy yourself at mm-hmm. work and be around people who are friendly and easygoing. and not everybody's going to agree on everything that's fine but like you know trying trying to get along and that kind of thing it's like Thanksgiving dinner every day <laughs>
1: very nice in the west wing
0: <laughs> but no i mean even with family look you and i have had to extricate people from our lives because it made our life harder yeah yes it's nice to have family and people you can count on and blah 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 we've known you your whole life but if every time you have to deal with them it's a problem and it's harder on you when you go to bed and you can't sleep at night you know this is the way that one of these people that we're talking about made you feel right yeah Yeah. So anyway, I kind of went off on a tangent. No, no, it's it's true. It's
1: it's you know at a certain point we have to we have to take responsibility for things, and if you're open to it, other things to replace that bad energy that is a more positive energy will arrive. That's me for you. Now that I'm your unofficial but very official cousin. Thank you. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like it's like if we get out of our own way sometimes. I don't
0: know if I know as much as you do but I'm trying.
1: I know, listen, I know nothing. No, I, I am know. just, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, No. I'm just kind of figuring it out and I don't shut up. So I say it out loud. Like, like we're all in this together. No, and you
0: know, you know that you're smart enough to know where you're not smart.
1: Well, I do know that. And I, I and
0: I'm, I, I do know that too, but I think you have wisdom to impart. And what you just said there about allowing the positivity. And I think I've, I've been, um, a little. I don't know if the word is ignorant. I haven't been. That cr- thought didn't cross my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to replace the negative with positive, it's kind of a. It's a little bit of a black hole.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I don't
0: spend time in it. I think about it sometimes, but you know what I mean. I don't know. I it's guess. a
1: fine balance because you know you don't want to be like, oh, I'm so fantastic. I, you know you don't want to be egotistical, but yeah, you want to listen. You want to celebrate yourself, like you know. I love that you have the relationship with your cat that you do. <laughs> I do, I, I do, know. and you know, it's is uh, you know I I, I, I well I I am heavily involved in animal rescue, and so I see a lot of people that are not good to their animals. And uh, so that's, that's a, you know, it's a great thing. We're all, but again, it's, it's just, it goes back, you know, I'm not joking this time. It goes back to being authentic. I recently, here's a, here's a good example. I recently had to send an email to BET and I was like, Oh, when we talked about this, we were just being facetious. And then I put PS, I totally had to Google that word to spell it correctly, which was true. I did have uh-huh. to do that. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to put in that PS. Like they need to know who I am. They need to know who my personality is. you. And sure enough, the VP writes me back and you spelled it correctly. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, uh, you know, it's like getting out of our own way, being our authentic selves and really just celebrating who we are, you right. know, and I'm a big goofball. right? And the sooner I embrace that, this, yeah. you know, other people do. And the people that don't okay
0: you know it kind of actually goes back to what we were talking about before like the more specific something is because like by doing that people can relate to you a little bit just a little bit more and it makes it like the specifics make it more relatable even though it's super specific to you you're a professional writer who can't spell (laughs) which
1: which i can spell some words which is comedy to begin go on
0: very well done um um but yeah, I mean, it, I think it's. In other words, I think it's smart to do that. It didn't.
1: That wouldn't have occurred to me. But it's it, just smart for yeah, you. Yeah, but it's. Yeah. It's. But listen, that's how I express myself. It's how I show my personality. Well, you show your you personality, too, of course, and. Right. and And so it goes back to what you're talking about about the West Wing, right? Like, if you're going to be working 19 hours a day, you want to feel good about the person you're standing next to. Right, And so, you know, yeah, what's wrong with liking each other? What's wrong with, you know, and these are people that have taken a huge gamble on me. It's hard work. We're trying to do
0: serious work, but we can try to, we can have fun with it and we can be friendly and try to have a good time and 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 live a nice life.
1: you might even get a better product because of it, you know, because,
0: you know, you, I'm sure. Although that old trope that like, the movies that were the worst to work on were the best movies, and blah blah, blah. well, you know, that can this, happen, yeah. i don't I don't think I mean, I definitely good movies have been made where the experience was shitty to work on them. but I don't think it's true that only the good ones are,
1: yeah, no. I mean, you know, listen what what, yeah, you know, there's no predicting this stuff,
0: yeah, but no, you were saying about working so long and it and then you were talking about cats. I and was. so when you leave when you leave set, and, uh, you know, an old spinster like me who's been single forever. Uh, <laughs>
1: my crazy cat and lady And looking,
0: looking to my gay friends to set me up. <laughs> sure. And um, I'm going to do it, too. <laughs> um, no, it, it, it did. It, it was a positive addition to my life to, to, to adopt Charlie and to have her around. And she's like, she's sweet. And she's a, you know, a friend. She's my family member, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, I, and I love her. And walking in the door and seeing her after a bad day. Can make me feel really good sure and at the end of a good day it can make me feel really good you know and so, seeing who she responds to right away actually yeah you weirdly, got further you got further with her than anybody and you're like ever oh greg might,
1: greg might be a nice person after all right might the, the might to is, be continued that is the uh, mystery it really that is. word
0: is very important in that sentence um no but you rescued you you always told me i'm not going to have a cat because you have your your dog by the way, the gayest thing about you is that your dog is named Latte. Um, I don't know that that's so gay. Uh, isn't that's it? like,
1: It's a great name. Okay. For a dog. All right.
0: Well, you're into coffee, so.
1: Yeah. the The name did come first. You weren't into coffee when you. No, no, no. the name The name came before Latte. Like he was named before he existed. Before he. Oh, came you into named our lives. him before you. I always knew I wanted a dog named Lante. Oh, okay. It's like it's like, kind of like how I always knew I wanted a cousin named Brad. When I met you, you were Fred. And I'm like, would you please change your name? And you're like, all right, all right. Uh, you should have brought him, by the way. I thought about asking. I wasn't sure how your beautiful little cat Well, would... I've
0: never seen that, which I would have been. She probably would still be under the bed right now.
1: I don't honest. know. He Because most cats are like, what the fuck? And they're like, wait a sec, my dog's seven pounds. Then usually they're like, wait a minute, I could take him. And and latte is the first to be like, yes, you could. Here's my belly. You know, so. He's like, if Let you're me gonna surrender do it, yeah, early, yeah, exactly. This is how this is going down. You know, um, yeah. So we'll we'll have to do that. We'll have to have a play date. I'm a little scared of
0: what will happen, but but no, but you always told me. So you've been fostering cats, right? And which is so sweet, and it's great because you work at home, and your husband Jason works at home yes. too. He like telecommutes or whatever, right? Yes. And. um so you guys are the perfect people
1: to have pets because you're around a lot. Yes and no. Working from home is just like working at an office. I mean, we're we're very busy. It's not like we can I understand interrupt that. our day. To... No, 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 no. But you I can... felt really compelled. I had to. You know, the 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 cat issue is. Uh, Both feral cats and kittens and all this stuff with climate change is a huge issue right now because most cats are having kittens 12 months a year. It used to be just twice a year. Right. And so it's just, it's, it's, it's huge. And the, even when these, little baby kittens go to shelters there's no such thing as a no-kill shelter if they are full they will kill the kittens at the end of the day and kittens are so small they can't even get to a vein it's a very painful death and by the way these are precious little angels that deserve to live Mm -hmm. so by fostering them helping them to acclimate make sure they get their nutrition their shots make sure they get fixed and then to find them homes is a big big deal and you know sometimes that's done with adult cats and stuff like that too and it's it's something that I felt really compelled to do to you know put a little good back into the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. And and you were fostering him and then helping find homes, for, homes yep. form you and stuff homes, and yeah. which was I mean you had people flying from Ohio here to pick their we cats did. up did, and yeah.
1: like crazy some stuff. people bring their fosters back to the shelter and you know go for the luck of the draw but I I get very attached to my fosters and I luckily oh, so, have—did you have triplets or something yeah or you, luckily through social media you know we've we've had a lot of followers and um the the, the kittens that we have fostered alliance or something yeah, like the, that I or, work with them yeah. they're amazing um who's that
0: one girl who's always i i i've seen her on instagram she was i think you got the fosters from her or uh is she straight catalytes or is that no she's always she always
1: has little kittens anyway oh that's um two-way street which yeah. is another which is another uh foster organization yeah, okay. and she's fantastic yeah but yeah, yeah right. so i mostly work with stray cat alliance there are so many out there and right most of them are just amazing two-way street does amazing work and, and, and she's cat- brand new she's been going for like a year and a half oh okay she's she's somebody that started out fostering and then decided she was gonna just take it a step further Make a company or a, yeah an organization yeah yeah mm. So, you know, it's a lot of work. It's expensive. It takes time. It's you've you've really got to socialize, you know, them. But uh because of social media and story power, uh luckily people would fall in love with these kittens and yes, we did have somebody fly from Ohio <laughs> to get one of my my uh, foster kittens and i'll tell you what they are living the life like it just <laughs> talk about you know when she, before she came to pick them up she was like texting us pictures of cat trees that she just bought off of amazon uh, and i'm like can i get adopted too with this yeah, cat? Right. you know Do you a guest house? but that's that's amazing i mean it's 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 such it's such great stuff you know when these animals would be dead otherwise right well you got trapped though I did get trapped, yes.
0: Cause, <laughs> you said you wouldn't. You said the hardest part was giving him up, but you had to because you didn't want to have a cat, right?
1: And, and I wanted to foster more cats, and right. you know, we we do have a dog, and I have to be very wary of my work schedule. Not unlike you, there's times I have to travel, and yeah. you know, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, and even Jason, who you know, his company is 100% virtual, but when he goes into work at 8 a.m., you don't see him till 5 p.m. I mean, he is very busy. You don't see him at all. No, I mean, like we both have separate the offices. Or something? Yeah. I, occasionally I'm like You know I'll, I'll make a joke Because I'm super clever I'll be like I signed up For the lunchroom Right now It's so funny At our house um, You can see why He tries to avoid me During the day That's it's That kind of humor um, yeah, but, I'm sure you, know, you have
0: Lunch together Once in a while Or something Never
1: right? Really no. no Okay Weird No In fact I was concerned At first That it, that it was Going to lead To divorce But luckily It's all worked out Really Well sure Couples shouldn't Be together All the time Right but you've managed to separate
0: yourself right good point yeah good point.
1: (laughs) no you got to have separate lives you know i'm not i'm not somebody that needs to be connected at the heel or
0: wherever well you're a very independent person and i think it seems like he is too super independent i don't know jason
1: as well but yeah um yeah but yes, so we 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 do have a cat now though because we we ended up um fostering a feral who was very sick they thought was going to die um, they found her on the streets of LA or South LA all by herself like five weeks old they don't, they're not sure how she survived and so she had to go into a pet hospital for several weeks and then she came to foster me and I mean she, she was a you. wild That's tiger so did
0: you like, hear you, heard yeah, you said that right? It was a
1: Freudian slip. Because <laughs> um, I'm still in denial that, that we have a cat. But I mean, I was so scratched up. It's funny. I went into the acupuncturist things that people in la say and i had to convince him that like i was not a cutter like i had sores all over my body from being scratched i mean it's just ridiculous yeah when they're uh, she that was a, little well, she was a wild animal yeah you know she'd lived on the streets and also too she did more damage uh in two weeks than our previous fosters had done the entire time because and we figure the only way that she survived was by climbing things right to get out and of by the way being
0: tough fast
1: yeah and smart right? yeah so um, my office, my beautiful leather office chair, looks like it was had acid poured on it. I mean, it is just a Ripped mess. It's a shred, huh? But we began to realize. That we would take her to kitten adoption events, and she would not get down off my lap. Now she would not be on my lap any other time, but we would go to these adoption events, and there'd be kittens all over the place and toys all over the place, and just a play party. And it's where adopters can come in and actually play with the kittens. This is some of the amazing work that Stray Cat Alliance does at like these cat cafes and stuff. There's one right over here on Melrose. Oh, and, that's right, I forgot about that. Yeah, and but <laughs> she would been. she would not get off my lap. And if like another cute little kitten would come up, like with the toy to play with her, she would hiss at them. She was like, you know, fuck off. I you know, she she knew she's like two gay dads who love to run the AC. I'm staying. Right. And so we realized that she was never going to leave us. And uh, that if we if we did you know, I did look for some adopters and she just was so attached to me. And apparently mm-hmm other kittens that we've gotten I guess we're not this feral that some ferals will bond with one person and that's it it's like oh. they it's almost like they imprint on you for
0: life kind mm-hmm. of thing L- like a mother almost
1: yeah and we've had her for almost a year and just now is she letting Jason start to touch her oh my god and he's super cool great with animals and much less needy calm. than me he's yes much calmer than you you know are. i need reassurance do you love me little kitten right you know um you're like never shut up You're t- <laughs> no i kiss her forehead and you know Aww. it's taking your life into your hands but uh it's you know so it's all good but
0: Has she ever bitten you like on the nose
1: and stuff no, but I mean I had scratches everywhere. I did
0: too. Charlie got me really good
1: ones. Like once. on the nose. I just just bleeding all the time. My thighs, scars all over the place. Yeah, she she and I she didn't realize she could just jump. I'm like you have the ability to jump. For her it was all claws in and crawl up. Right. But you know, it's so we knew that she'd be hard to adopt out and yeah. I didn't want a situation where somebody adopted her and then brought her to the shelter and surrendered her. Right. So, yeah. Okay well good but for you. she does think she's she a pre- dog she, she fetches pretty... all the time oh, she sweet. yeah she totally she does not think she's a cat
0: she had pretty major eye surgery too right? she did yes yeah yeah she
1: had a lot of medical issues when she's we got such her. a beauty too she's a sweetheart
0: if you want to see photos go to greg's uh instagram. go to my instagram yeah greg mcbride um
1: don't forget all the g's
0: there's three of them
1: <laughs> that's right <laughs> we've established that
0: um no, but that's great, and she's so cute. I haven't met her yet, but she's so she's so cute. I I, I was going to say, you were talking about the scratches. I learned very early how to cut Charlie's nails. Yes. And they hate it. They hate it. But it's really quick. Charlie used to squirm all over the place. Now, she still squirms a little, but she sits still. I mean, it takes me all of 30 seconds to do it if she just stays still. And I've gotten really good at you, it. But you know, my you, God, when she was little, you've got to
1: set you've got to set the parameters. We we trim Shelby's nails once every two weeks, and I'll hold her because I'm the one that will live by doing that. Mm-hmm. And Jace, it's a two man job. Um, you hold her paw and get the mm-hmm. thing out, and then he
0: just does the. Quick, and he does right. it,
1: but he's terrified. We both are. It's and she doesn't like it, but you know, it's 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 that sort of thing. And this is why people have been so happy with the kittens that we've gotten. Is you basically set them up to the routine uh-huh. so that they know what's going to happen. So even though she hates it, she knows that it's going to pass within thirty seconds. Right. Yeah, and yeah. then she might get some cat do as a little reward. What's a cat man do? I will hook you up, and Charlie will be like, "Oh my god." I love Uncle Greg. Okay, <laughs> it's an all-natural cat treat that's delicious.
0: Oh, those are the cat treats I give Charlie.
1: Which is good, but it's it's almost like okay. shaved salmon. I'm telling you, it's like kitty crack and okay. totally healthy. For I them. got
0: these things where this is cat talk with Brad and Greg right <laughs> it now. Is, it is. I got these things that were in this like like a pixie stick but bigger and like bigger around, and they were like this long. My friend brought them back from Japan for me. She brought two of them back, and there's like goo in them. And they're for cats Emma's Charlie Did oh she love it? Oh my god And I felt like Giving her the whole thing Is way too much So like I gave her like Half of them, But she's just like They just lick it And she loved it Loved wow. it loved it. I don't know I forget what was in it I'm
1: a super strict parent With Latte the dog And Shelby the cat Because I'm like Guess what There's two size twos In this house And that's you guys So we're Right keep, We're gonna keep Our school girl figures Yeah I mean People have accused Charlie of being fat Charlie's perfect. I mean, you do want to watch the weight of an she's animal just heavy, because they though. can suffer the she's same. Just,
0: she's just puffy furry. You yeah, know, me too. Right around the edges. <laughs> You're not at all. But I give her like the same amount of these every day. Yeah, you just like, have
1: to be careful. Listen, to, I get it. You know, it's, they love to eat and, and it's a form of love. You know, they, they it's a form of affection. Right, right. But, you know, moderation right. for them too.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we've talked about everything. Yeah. Haven't we?
1: I think we have. Is there
0: anything else you need to address?
1: To, no. You have a, you I feel like we've to talked air on any and grievances? on. Grievances? Only on our after show on YouTube. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. We've actually plugged YouTube. They should be a sponsor. Anyway. That's a that's a
0: great point. They should be.
1: Yeah. Um, Seriously, though, if you want to help out with Cat Rescue, and you can even do it just through the smallest donation, like $5 helps, you could look up Stray Cat Alliance. They're amazing. Or you could, like, send them food from Amazon. Oh, really? It's an amazing... um, um, Oh, cool. Yes. The smallest things helps them. The smallest donation. Because they go to the shelter, and they will take the sickest cats who were scheduled for euthanasia euthanasia and pull them out. Right. I mean, they... There is no... And, like, if a cat, you know, has been hit by a car and is scheduled to be, you know, put under, they will take it, pay for the medical bills. I mean, they are amazing. Yeah. And they they, they track all the cats even after they adopt them out. They really are doing amazing, amazing work. That's cool. I mean, and you could also volunteer with them. They need fosters. They, you know, right. whatever you want to do, it's they need help. I would love to foster,
0: and I think it would be great to have a friend for Charlie. I, as I told you before, I considered adopting another cat but um the travel thing yeah
1: i remember hitting you up
0: when i had when i had foster i I just unfortunately i i can't i i did maybe that's when i really thought about it actually there was a girl across the hall that had three really cute kitties that she was fostering and i thought about taking one of those and i was just like i'm just Unfortunately, it's not fair to them because then I'm in a conundrum. Like if I have to go out of town for work for months, but
1: that's a responsible pet owner. Do you know? Too many people fall in love with with kittens, and first right, of all, they grow right. up to be cats.
0: Somebody who takes in twenty cats and has twenty cats, like ruining their life, is not being responsible.
1: Right? Or <laughs> right. or then they abuse the animals, or maybe they can't afford to get them the care that they need, or whatever right. it is. Yeah. So you know, right. there is responsibility, but there are ways that you can help without actually fostering yeah. or without, you know. Maybe I'll
0: send them some food or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bag of food. Yeah. Cool. Cuz I do love the kitties.
1: Yeah. And it's a
0: it's a crisis. It really is. Yeah, I know. It's bad. The bigger the city, the worse it is, too. Mm-hmm. They're like roaming packs of feral cats. Mhm.
1: And they also do things like TNR where they'll trap, you know, some cats are just feral. That's how it is. I don't like to see them, but they just are. So they'll trap actually them. actually say about some of neuter, them don't
0: take them off the streets. Just, right. But right. then they'll
1: neuter them and then they'll return them to the streets. And they'll also, but they'll also chip them so they can just track them. And if they need some, we had a feral cat in our neighborhood that just looks so, so sickly. And Stray Cat Alliance helped me to get him trapped and... Unfortunately, we ended up losing him. It was very, very tough. But you know what? His last month of his life, he knew love. He was taken care of, and oh, you lost one that you were fostering. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a burt.
1: Oh, it that's is, right. I remember that. That yeah, was a while ago. It was rough. A lot of people uh, contributed to his medical care. But when he passed, because I had shared some of it on social media, just because other people had contributed, so I felt like they needed to be part of his journey, we had people in other states that, from Twitter like donating to Stray Cat Alliance in his name. Like, that's fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, that's you know? nice. And so that little feral cat made a difference.
0: Why do you think it is that so many people you're even more than i am or like i mean everybody or a lot of people are animal lovers it's easy to love animals but like sometimes we seem like we go out of our way to help animals more than we do people and i'm not saying you i'm just saying because i have it in my head that like animals are so much easier to understand than people
1: (laughs) well listen i mean animals are fucking great right they are they not evolved from us i mean they they love unconditionally you know, they, and they
0: don't they, argue.
1: They go on. They go on instinct. You know. Right. Listen, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of need in our world right now, and so animals yeah. aren't the only thing. But you know, anim, animals did not cause climate change, but it is really affecting them right, right. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so, how can we help that? And to yeah. end to end suffering, and anything we do in our community that helps helps all of us you know what I mean it's it's you know it's all I would like to think that it's all sort of cyclical and it all builds on itself
0: do you should try or they should try stray cattle I'm sure they do do they try to get them with a lot of older people
1: they do but they're also they're very cautious about who they adopt out to because for example you can't necessarily give a kitten to somebody who might not who might not live as long as the kitten's gonna live And these are things that need to be taken into consideration because a lot of times somebody will die and the family will take their cats who are two very loving cats like a Charlie and take it to the shelter. And Charlie doesn't instead of adopting them. You know what I mean? And so all of a sudden a cat that has lived for 15 years in a home is in a cage in a shelter just scared to death and not understanding what's going on. Or nowadays, you know, with the economy so volatile. There are people that will be like, "Oh, we're moving someplace that doesn't take cats," and so they'll just drop their cat off at the shelter. But the thing is, this cat's been part of your family for five, ten years. So, well, that's part of the problem. But, but this is the work that stray cats doing, you know. But so, but because of it they're fairly careful about who it, who is able to adopt. Right. And, and I think they that's want right it to be because, forever. Right. you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure I knew who the adopters were of some of our fosters before I worked with Stray Cat Alliance is that the animal shelters, you know, you walk in with $5, they'll give you a kitten. And I'm not sure that that's the right way to go because there are responsibilities, you know, there are vet bills, there are these, and we all know there's nothing cuter than a kitten. You know what I mean? Right. There just really isn't. But again, they're going to get older. They're going to turn into cats. They're going to have medical issues. Right. You know, they're they They are a responsibility.
0: Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. It's a life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, anyway, I like having mine. Anyway, some people make fun of me. They now call that me we've cat grabbed lady.
1: him by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. Yeah. But pussy cat. Yeah. Yeah. Fred, if I may use your real name. <laughs> cousin fred that's that makes me. this uh, you know this, this is like a very special episode of the podcast <laughs> very special because it's the most boring ever hello <laughs> caller are you there there were no callers today uh all right greg
0: Yes. Since nobody seems to be calling, I guess we are No, I finish. guess we're done. We I, there, there's this. no more
1: phone calls. <laughs> but we thank everyone for listening, Greg, because you know you'll listen, Greg. I will. It'll be my favorite one. I'm going to give it four stars on Podcast America. Only four? How many may I give it? Give it five. All right. Yeah, give it five. I'm gonna do that.
0: All right. Well, thanks again. Thank man. you. It's been, this has been fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's been great talking to you. We didn't even
1: take a break. We no, we take didn't take a break. It just it, it flowed. The it conversation. Did flow. Even look, even Charlie has come over. She's like, enough. <laughs> she's like, I'm going somewhere
0: to <laughs> lay down, so I don't have she's to. Like, I'm going to go YouTube euthanize anymore.
1: myself. <laughs> That's how boring this has been.
0: <laughs> she's just, oh, she's licking herself now. She's, she's probably having like, fun.
1: It's, is it dinner time? Is this guy leaving now?
0: Uh, okay let's shut up now All right. thanks again Greg it's been a pleasure thank you thanks again to Greg for coming in he's always fun to talk to I hope you enjoyed it thank you very much for listening Uh, thank you to Walter Clausen for their support go check out uh, WalterClausen.com and get that uh, new 2 inch iBaird or if you don't have the 4 inch already grab yourself one of those and use that promo code WALKING to get it Also, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash walking backwards and sign up and you'll get that extra content. All right. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you listening. See you next time.